Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. On today's part of my take, we are live from the Kohl Center after watching the Wisconsin Badgers win the Big Ten Championship, storming the court, not Big Ten Championship, Big Ten, yeah, Big Ten regular season title, storming the court, we're going to recap everything, we also have uh, a couple great interviews, Duncan Robinson, and then also uh, Aiden Hutchinson, a little higher education Tips on college from us. Yeah, if you're a Michigan fan, this is actually a great podcast yeah. for you to listen to. You got to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Suckers. Don't, don't you dare <laughs> skip ahead. We uh, hunt, we- Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Pardon my take, presented by Barstool Sports. Welcome to Part of My Take, brought to you by Helix Sleep. Go to helixsleep.com slash PMT. You get $200 off your mattress order. Today is Wednesday, March 2nd, and the Wisconsin Badgers have won the Big Ten regular season. Holy shit. What We're a here. Night. What a night. Ooh, hey, yeah. hey, you know what? Tonight is... One of those nights that, uh, and I didn't really have a dog in the fight besides wanting to support Big Cat. Thank you. And also betting on the Wisconsin Badgers. Tonight. And bucket list. And bucket, but I'm saying like, this makes me realize and appreciate how much ass live sports kick. Yes. They, they kick tremendous ass. Now, for people who uh, aren't on social media, who maybe don't follow us on social media, we actually didn't talk about this on Sunday. We're in Madison, Wisconsin right now. My alma mater. We went. We came here this morning. I showed the boys the town. We went to the game. The Badgers rolled out the red carpet for us. We had a perfect setup. We're in the basketball offices right now. We're front row of the student section. The Badgers win the game, beat Purdue, win the Big Ten championship, or a regular season title. We stormed the court. Holy shit. What a night. Like, pretty much, like, what, like, people, well, people go to... Go, what do you say? Oh, our, our, yeah, our we, paint. We painted our titties. I think I might be a chest paint guy yeah. from now on. Big Cat had two basketballs on his tits, 
and you want Brad, to say a joke? You want to say a joke that someone said that was very funny? That you were dribbling without using your hands. <laughs> they were bouncing. They were they were bouncing a little bit. There was a lot of air I mean, on those that, balls. Tom Brady that, has not been near your tips. That, that's one of those ones where you got to just tip your cap to the internet. Like partially, my it hurt my feelings a little bit because I know I'm very overweight and I have like a solid like B maybe C cup. But I also am like, dude. Fair play, like that was very funny. Marty Mush had Johnny Davis three sixteen on his chest. Yeah, and you had I, an unbelievable badger. I was a badger. Bubba painted my chest in a very realistic. It was so realistic, actually. When when Bucky saw it, he tried to attack me. It was so realistic. I Facetimed my family before, like at six o'clock at night, and I showed my son your chest, and he yelled Bucky. So that it was it, Bubba it did a great every job. test. Bubba did a great job. It was so much fun. I actually, I'm I'm without chest paint now. It all rubbed oh, off. Oh, dude, look at this. After we stormed the court, I got nothing. All my ch- some poor people were out there on the court tonight, and they went home with just the remnants of my chest badger all over them. I got nothing. Uh, it was fun. I have to imagine that this is a night, Big Cat, where like if you were in college. Oh, imagine imagine you're a senior in college at Wisconsin. If you had died and went to heaven tonight, is probably pretty close to that simulation. Yes, and it's it's honestly like we are very very lucky to have been here tonight because think about it. You could go to college. You go to a Power Five college, you go four years and never have a moment like this. You know what I mean? Like, I never stormed a court when I was in college. I stormed a field, but, like, there's many schools that never have. We came here, we, like, swooped in and got to live, like, the greatest existence for one night they in actually, a college They town. got Big Cat up on stage to give a speech <laughs> after the game with the team. They gave him I'm this trophy. The hat. I'm wearing the hat and the, and the uh, they threw me a Big Ten title hat and a big 10 title shirt and they're like come up on stage actually they didn't say come up on stage the announcer said big cat you're somewhere out there we need you again on sunday against nebraska and i heard him say we need you and i just started walking up to the stage and then once i got up there they're like well you might as well give a speech well before before the game started big cat got invited up to the dj booth to give up the pump up speech and we, we were sitting backstage kind of brainstorming what he was going to say and came to the conclusion like, okay, swearing is probably out of the picture. Correct. Probably should not do that. So you get up on stage after the game's over. They give you the mic for one sentence. And what do you say? <laughs> I said, you guys fucking rule. <laughs> I figured the kids are gone. Like any kids that are still here, like their parents. If, you, if you're a parent of a small child and it's 1030 at night, Swearing's okay. And also, you have to teach your kids that there are no inappropriate words, just inappropriate times to use them. Yes. I feel like winning a Big Ten championship on your home court against a higher-ranked team Yes, as underdogs, you're allowed to drop a hard F. And it was it was an insane game. It was back and forth, like, awesome game. Uh, Who's the, back? Bank shots. Bank shots. People will cry because Wisconsin is lucky. I don't care. They want like they were supposed to not be in the bracket this year, according to some experts. I just said well, that. Oh, uh, did just you start? I just sent that a notes out. Oh, I'm, I wasn't. Even, I didn't even know you were here, Jake. Shit, I didn't know Jake was right here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was wrong. You, how funny is it though to think about this for a second? We were sitting in Hoboken in, in like early November after watching all day of football, sitting there having to, you know, like do a podcast at one in the morning. And at the end of the show, you're like, my first bracket came out. Wisconsin's not in the tournament. And now we're sitting here in the Kohl Center and they're a, a two seed, probably a two seed, at least a, a three one. seed. No, I don't want them to be a one seed. That's too much pressure. Okay. Uh, well, how many quad one wins do you have? A lot. Probably a 10. Lot. A lot. We're 10 stacking quad one wins? racks on racks of quad ones. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I apologize. 
some people think I'm the only person in the world who didn't have them in. Don't Liter- point the finger. Well, it's you. I'm, it's it's me. you. You're the only I'm, person I'm so, I know personally. Jake, Jake what? That's true. <laughs> that's true. What, what lesson did you learn? I learned that I was meant to be a play-by-play guy where you don't have to make predictions. No, don't I'm not say really that. Good at them. No, Jake, because you weren't <laughs> making a prediction. You were just I putting mean, the bracket out as it stood, right? Yes. That's true. Maybe take some chances, Jake. Also, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna preemptively say this because I know there's a lot of people who don't like uh, how lucky Wisconsin is. Very similar to Providence. I gave this speech uh, on Sunday, but if you're someone who's sitting at home and being like, "Well, they're gonna lose in the tournament," well. 67 teams are going to lose in the tournament. I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of this night. I don't care. Sports are about the journey. This was an awesome night. This season has been an awesome season. This team is like, I think they think I'm on the team now. I think Greg Gard looked at me and was like, can you give me some fouls? Because they were just fucking throwing me up there. And I I did not fit in with my, what are you going to say, Hank? Oh, yeah, T-shirt cannon was a lot of fun. I've never felt more like God than when I had the T-shirt cannon. That thing goes. Dude, it, it not only goes, but it also is on this pivoting thing, which rotates you 360 degrees as you're firing. You looked like you were in charge of a tank. It was so awesome. And, and so while you were doing that, Marty and I were chucking T-shirts with our bare hands, old school style, <laughs> up into the stands. Raw dogging it. And we both threw out our arms. <laughs> like, our arms are fucking dead right now. I think I actually broke something in my wrist throwing those T-shirts. Oh, man. It was it was a hell of a night. I The, the Chucky Hepburn bank shot, was ridiculous. I mean, the the final, like, 12 seconds, the fact that Jaden Ivey hit the three and Greg Gard didn't call a timeout, was like, okay, I guess we're just going for this, hits the hits the bank shot three. Who else? Hit? Oh, Johnny oh, D- bank, bank, bank shot three. Shot, yep. That was a bank shot that makes very people very mad. Step there was back, a lot of people I, very so mad. So it was loud in there, but I heard him call it. Yeah, I did too. I mean, it was if you watch it back, he, he the angle it. was correct. He called it. It was the big fundamental. It was yeah. page right out of Tim Duncan's playbook. Yes, he just fucking bank shot, threed it in. The um, I actually wouldn't be surprised if if Wisconsin wins the Natty this year. No, and, stop. And let, let's don't do no. this. To me. Let me have tonight. No, 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 no. I'm I, I'm I'm not saying like I'm not going to be surprised if they win the Natty. I'm saying if they do win the Natty. If Big Cat gets a ring, mm-hmm. that's that's how much he seemed yeah. like he was part of the team afterwards. Dude. I was, to be honest with you, we were watching the scoreboard uh, after the game was over and after the court scor- storming was over. And when they're doing the, the presentation, they've got everybody on stage. I was not surprised when the guy was like, "Let's get Big Cat up here." I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." I mean, they threw me a hat and a shirt like instantly before half the team had one. Um, I also, I, I gotta say, college kids. Like, I forget how much energy college kids have because, one, my my feet are dead. Like, we stood the whole game. I, I want to, like, sit in a fucking Epsom salt bath for the rest of the night. Two, and we have this on video. I'm sure you had a similar experience, PFT. We stormed the court, which was awesome. Like, so much fun. Dancing, mosh pit. Maybe three minutes into storming the court, I was like, I I need to get out of here. I'm going to die in the here because I can't – I have no ability to, like, stand anymore. I'm so sweaty. I'm so tired. I'm so out of shape. Like, I think that I looked at Jake and I was tapping my head for the oxygen. And he was like, I can't do anything. <laughs> it's funny because a lot of colleges are like, you know what? We don't want the kids to storm the court. Things could get dangerous. Here they're like, you know what? We're gonna play Mo Bamba, followed by turn down for what? <laughs> yes, hopefully that'll yes. hopefully that'll clear the court off a little bit. Every time it was just banger after banger, and I was like, no, yeah, because you had to da- dance to it. Play like, the right, Fox injury go. music. Let me get out of here. It was yeah. 
What a fucking night. Uh, you guys enjoy Madison? Unbelievable. Good sports yeah. town. Yeah. Great sports town. Good, good this time. arena is probably the nicest college venue. It's a real at. arena. It's a like a real... Venue. It could be an NBA arena. It really so, felt like it. Yeah. It was... Um, it was a hell of a night. Can we get can we get Marty over here for a sec? Because I want to hear from Marty. He's a noted Wisconsin hater. He was actually the best was after the game. So we were I got I was like it was one of those situations where I was like getting uh like basically ushered around with the team. It was very similar to uh the Blackhawks when Patrick Sharp like was like, No, you're coming with us. I was like, wait, no, I shouldn't be here. They were just like like pushing me around everywhere and I, and I ended up in the back tunnel by the locker room. And Joe Krabenhoff of – shout out Joe Krabenhoff. Fucking loved him as a Badger assistant coach of Juwan Howard uh, face-smushing fame. Uh, just walked up to Marty. He goes, you were in fucking Rutgers gear three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> right in Marty's face. That was Noted tough. Wisconsin hater Marty Mush. Did you think about smushing him? Yeah. I was thinking about No, the, Joe would have smushed you. Joe's a fucking tough dude. I was on the court, like, storming it, and some girl looked at me with style and goes, you shouldn't fucking be here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very viable, but no joke. <laughs> Thank you for letting me come. It was fucking unbelievable. Okay, so do you believe in us a little bit? I believe in you a little bit. Okay. I mean, right. Wall is unbelievable. He was, dude, his post moves against Edie, who's like twice his size, were incredible. Edie's a freak. How he does, really is. How does and he nicely. take yeah. a shit? I, how, I mean, he's he's when, he, ginormous. when he moves, it looks like he has to like tell each individual part of his body to move. He's that big. <laughs> he's like, okay, pick up the right leg. He's like one of those guys that's got like a robot. Uh, he's a robot body with like a little man inside of him yeah. pulling all the levers. <laughs> yes. He and takes the like heaviest one, steps. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I, I wanted to tell you too. Marty knows how the Badgers won this game. It was one thing and one thing only. Do you want to say? You, it, the little kid. It was the little kid. <laughs> the I don't think anyone was, else caught it besides me and Marty, and I think Jake helped a little too. The little kid was like looking around like because they There's, rip up the newspaper yeah, before the game. There were two little kids sitting in front of us that were doing – I think they were doing the floor. They were like cleaning it, and they were maybe like six, seven years old. And one of them – go ahead. And and one the kid just wanted a Johnny Davis one. We could not find it for what? A piece minutes? of paper. Just a newspaper with Johnny <laughs> Davis's face on it. Couldn't find it. The game's going Big Cat is not watching. He's like, I need to find this for the kid or we're going to lose. Because <laughs> Purdue was going on a run. I was like, if we don't find this Johnny Davis thing, we're going to lose this game. And, and then we found it. And we it, found it. It and literally flipped all the momentum. It went on a run. So shout out that kid. <laughs> yeah, and you, you knew. And you. you knew, right? I, I, I literally turned to Marty. I was like, if we don't find a fucking picture of Johnny Davis for this little kid, we're going to lose this game. You were starting to get mad. Yeah. Like, where the fuck is this baby? <laughs> is, it, is that the same kid that when Bucky came by, he took my shirt? And yes. Then he, yes. Yes. So, yes. I had to so take it back. I, I was shirtless, naturally. But you need a shirt to be presentable in certain environments, like going up into the level that we were up at halftime. And then after the game, I figured I would need a shirt to walk around. And uh, Bucky the Badger just came by, picked my shirt up off the ground, and then gave it to that little kid. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. How do I get my shirt back from a child? <laughs> and, and I just took it. Yeah, I just took it. I just took it back. I, I like it. it. It's a dad thing now, like where I see a little kid. I'm like, all right, this could be my son. I'm just going to take this shirt back. What a night, though. What a night. It was so, so much fun. And also, shout out to the student section. Like, I, I know that... Um, like we're at a certain level in terms of success and everything, but it's still very humbling to show up and have like fat head pictures and people going crazy. Like the student section was incredible all night. So loud, 
so welcoming to us. Not only do they have a bunch of energy, but you forget, if you're not around college students, you forget how young they look yes. sometimes. Yes. I think they're younger. I think that there's a bunch of like 16 and 17-year-old overachievers going to Wisconsin because they looked, they, there were a lot of baby faces. Down yeah. There. But then I look back and I'm like, oh shit, I used to be young. Yeah. And the, like there were, one woman asked me in, in the hallway, she's like, how long ago did you graduate? I was like 15 years. She's like, oh. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> like, she, Marty was there for that. She literally was just like, oh. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys for coming, too, because I, it, this, this whole thing came together on Sunday night. We were literally sitting in the office. And I was like, I think I want to go to this game. Do you guys want to come with me? And, we're like, and you guys were like, yeah, let's fucking go. And now we're going to Indy. We're going to be in Indy for the Combine, so we made a double trip out of it, but – I appreciate you guys coming because it would not have been as fun if it was just me and my phone and just like running around. It was a blast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Anything else? I love live sports. The best. Oh, hey, you know what? Crowds are back. Crowds are back. So what were you going to say? Did you have inspiration for the basketball titties? No, I mean, I Where just know my, my breasts are large. and That's unprecedented move. Yeah, I mean, they look like basketballs if you if – you, and, and Liam really was an incredible artist. I, I just knew, like, listen, I'm I'm in it for the content. Like, you can't, you can say a lot of things about me, but I don't, I don't put out for the, I put out for the people. I do, and let me just say this: Liam can back me up. The cheerleaders were fucking digging it. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, back me up, dude. They kept on coming over. At one point, they came over and they asked for a picture. I was like, Yeah, do you have a camera? They're like, No. And I was like, Okay. And then they came back and they're like, We had a camera now. And they were giving me, I think there's something to be said about, like, there's a lot of fucking little skinny college boys, and then the big boys come around, and it's like, we got me and my tits and, like, my barrel chest, PFT's got a lot of hair. Like, they saw some real men, and they were like, whoa, this dad, is different. Dad bods are back. Yeah, this is different. I, I, don't, I haven't seen this. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot here. I also was just, like, gyrating and, like, rubbing my belly. <laughs> oh, also, shout out to ESPN for putting a directive out there yes. to not show us on camera yes. at all. That Dude. was their, their It was their instruction yes. to not put us on television. Tonight. No joke. So if you did see us on TV, it was purely by accident. Yes, they. We. I. there was a camera guy sitting in front of us, and I was like, why don't you show us? He's like, we're not allowed to. I was like, are you work for ESPN? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Well, that's that's I guess this this little petty war continues, but fuck it. We had the best coverage of the night and also shout out Ronan Caleb two for two. Unbelievable. They they stormed a court in uh, a TCU tonight. So it's it's court storming. This is March. Yep. There's best nothing time be of the year. best time mm-hmm. of the year. Oh, last thing is uh, we taped the rest of the podcast earlier today and we were just like way wrong about MLB. So, yeah, yeah so baseball's it, done. MLB is canceled. <laughs> They've canceled the first two series of the season so far. Yeah, Tune I, in I, I saw to that us one being the, wrong. One of, the, one of the reasons why they're held up in the negotiations is because one of the owners wants bigger bases. <laughs> this season, he wants to increase the size of the base. I love it. I love it. Oh man, what a night! And then, uh, yeah, we're we're off to Indy. We'll Friday will be another great show. We got a recurring guest, long time recurring guest that we have back and forth with all the time he hasn't been on the show for a while salt salt all right let's go to hot seat cool throne and uh duncan robinson which was awesome reminder duncan robinson part two we kept on taping with those guys will be on their podcast uh which is the long shot with 
Duncan Robinson and Davis, Davis Reed. Reed. <laughs> oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. The big the big man. I got a cool throne. The big man. Big Hank. Seat, yeah, big suit Hank. Suit man. I got suit. a cool throne. What's up, Hank? Big boss man Hank. Vice president. Veep. Yep. Uh, my cool throne <laughs> We is... did it, Joe. We did it, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Nightingale. Wait, what's your hot seat? What? Your hot seat? What? Ha- your hot seat is Hank because he's a suit. Hot- Hank is a big time suit. Hank went corporate on us. Mm-hmm. Cor- oh, this is my favorite storyline. When corporate Kane, this is <laughs> yeah. corporate Hank. He's going to hey, come in in a suit. Suits. Yeah. My hot seat is Jacob Portal. reviews. Oh, well that, okay. Yep. He got dunked on bad. What happened? Yeah. You Why got are you it? laughing? Jakob Pertl. <laughs> that's, that's worth it. Sorry, we, that uh, wasn't just that was the whole. All right, that was the whole. That was like a you're you you getting you know you have a beater of a car and you get hit from behind and you bring it in. They're like it's totaled. I, like that whole name was totaled. Jake, Jake, you know, you know what flinched? Happened. Jake flinched. I saw him out of the corner of my eyes. He's like, you know, you know what's happening is Hank came I'm in sorry. today thinking he was the big suit, but he ran into the OG suit, you, Jake Marsh. You had the, to put him back you, in place real quick. You totaled the name. Say it again, Hank. Uh, the way you said it, <laughs> Jacob. I mean, it's fine. Say it again. I've, we've learned Jacob on the show. Podel. I am a phonetic reader, Jacob Podel. And what was it? I've heard. I've said. I might be wrong. No, yeah, no don't yeah. stop. Yeah. Double yeah. sportsmanship. Yeah. <laughs> I said Jacob Pearl. Here I'm seeing Jacob Podel. Podel. Okay, either way, I was close. He told yeah. the name. Okay, good hot seat. Uh, John Morant dunked on him though. Yeah, mm-hmm. John Morant sick. doing John Morant things. Just hot seat city. Mm-hmm. That was maybe the best thirty seconds of individual basketball I've ever seen in my life. He's and the the the. End of quarter play when Steven Adams threw it full court and there was like a point five seconds left and he, yeah, it was mm. it was nuts and I mean this was going to be my cool throne but let's just talk about it right now. Um, there's it's now trending towards like Zion Williamson, John Morant being one of the most embarrassing. Like it's it, you know what it is it's become the Greg Oden, Kevin Durant. Yeah, like Zion. Obviously, I still think he'll be okay, but he we have not heard from him. He they were roasting him on Mardi Gras. You see that they had a the huge was fat, insane. fat guy and just like he was eating jambalaya and uh, with a walking boot on, which was very funny. I mean, I'm going to say something controversial. I think that Zion Williamson is a better player when he's fat. Mm. I want him to get fatter. Well, in fact, well, he he doesn't play right now. He's a better player. He needs to get fatter. Yeah, he just needs to get so fat that they r- roll him out there. But yeah, it's, John Morant is that fucking good. Like he is absolutely electric. The Grizzlies are awesome. 50-burger last night. 50-burger. And he's like, he is must-watch TV. And then Zion is just doesn't exist anymore. And it hurts that Zion was the like in that draft class. Obviously, John Morant went to a smaller school. But Zion, remember Zion's Duke year? It was must-watch TV. Yeah, he it was, was like, he holy was shit, the guy. this is incredible. I also think that John Morant has become maybe the most likable player, the most likable youngster in the we NBA. we got to have him back on. Yeah. I forgot that he's a recurring, he's a recurring guest, guest. part of my yes. take. Yeah. His dad roasts him. Actually, I want to have his dad on the show. That too. That's what we should do is get John Morant's dad on the show. Mr. Morant, uh, please come on the podcast to just berate your son because right now he's playing so well that he's probably getting a big head. Yep. And he needs you to come over the top and be like, hey, man, you stink. You want, we want him to score 60, not 50. Uh, okay, Hank. 
Uh, then my cool throne is Bob Nightingale. Huge night for him. Mm-hmm. Huge night. I feel like he's kind of the laughing stock of the of the MLB Big J journos. He's the classic, like he's the Mike Carey of of Big J journos. Correct. It's because he's got that profile picture. His avatar on Twitter is just. It's always laugh out loud when you see it because he looks like a, an assistant principal in middle school, like the the one that tries to be fun. Well, and, and and also the there's a dying breed in sports journalism. There's nothing quite like a baseball journalist and. Jeff Passan has kind of ruined it, and I'm mm-hmm. saying this is a compliment to Jeff. We'd like to have him on at some point, but he is kind of like the cool new guy. He gets it. Mm-hmm. We need more Bob Nightingales, John Heyman, like the guys who just don't get it, and they tweet, and they are like Peter Gammons. Remember when he would just, every like three weeks, he would just tweet out of his pocket, he would like just sit random down. numbers? Yeah, he'd sit down, like the word, the letter F would just fill up the screen, and he'd hit tweet on it. But I, we miss that. I we like, may, like, we need Bob yeah, Nightingale. Yeah. I, I like Bob Nightingale because he does serve a purpose in the ecosystem. System. Right, he's he's one of the old school guys. Like if you open up one of his veins, just Diet Coke comes. Uh huh. Yeah. So what happened? So last night MLB talked. It seemed like they said the deadline was today, and then last night at the eleventh hour is probably what eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock. He put out a tweet that said the two sides have appeared to have reached a compromise on a twelve-team postseason. Whoa, mm-hmm. which was a big you know point of contention. This is at ten forty-one, and then that was kind of the waterfall. For everyone being like, oh, it looks like things are happening, things are happening, things are happening. Although I will say, I just pulled up his profile to find the tweets from last night. And he just recently said, where is it pulled up? MLB believes that talks have gone backwards today. Oh, no. <laughs> so There's been a material there change. Was, there was a point, though, where everyone was like, oh, my God, Bob Nightingale. Finally, this is his moment. He's done it. He finally you know, broke news. That's correct. Uh, and that's what I, this was 30 minutes ago, so I hadn't even seen this yet. And I, it seemed like today yeah. they were figuring out a deal. I, they did it. They moved back the deadline a few hours, and they were, it was just a matter of time before you know they officially figured out I, the deal. But now MLB believes the talks have gone backwards. I so think we'll all, see. all that happened was the, the players realized that they have like an, a great superpower where they can keep all the owners up past 9 p.m. Like Hal Steinbrenner is like Hal Steinbrenner's calling it a night at eleven mm-hmm. o'clock. He probably was gassed. Like they, yeah. So they just keep him up late enough. They get loopy. They start making deals that they don't want to make. And then they woke up today and they're like, "Wait, we don't want to do any of this. We're billionaires." By the time this podcast drops, there will probably have been a decision made, or will there not? Um, I would guess. say either or. I think that there's, there, there's definitely either going to be a decision made. Or they still might have some work to do closing the gap. My what sources, yeah, my sources are saying um, a deal will be made eventually. I so what I'm hearing, and this is serious because I have actually been in touch with people on the ground there. <laughs> I, I, no, here, straight up, here's, yeah, here's the, what's going the on bagel right now. Bagel guy, the guy handing out bagels. Yeah, yeah. Here's what's going on yeah. right now. Um, they're nearing a deal. They're almost at a deal, but there still remains a couple issues where the side, the two sides are far apart. Mm. Okay, so I. I was actually talking. I wasn't talking to someone who was on the ground. I was talking to someone who's close to someone who's on the ground. Mm, close to the ground. And yeah, because he, he wasn't there, but he has sources there. And he um, said that the next 24 hours will be very telling in the future of baseball. Mm-hmm. That was all he wanted because, to divulge. Because both sides correct. still have some issues that they're working correct. towards. Yeah. Correct. So that's our prediction. Wait, I have a question for Hank. Our what, informed prediction. What, what is the 11th hour? When yeah, you say the, the 11th 23rd? hour, I'm just curious because I, I always hear that phrase, but I don't that's know just what it like, means. That's like 11 o'clock. That's the 11th hour? What's the Bef- clock? Midnight. I guess you have to midnight. Wouldn't it be the 20? Are we doing military Is time? It's their 24-hour clock. Yeah, so that, would, that actually war. should be uh, 0-2300. Right. I think it goes back to, you know, Big Ben. 
You think there's anyone in Ukraine who's like, like still following? Like, I hope baseball season starts for sure. Yeah. Are you kidding Bob me? Bob Nightingale, get your shit together, bro. I want to talk to that guy. Probably not. They got they got bigger things to worry about. Uh, your cool throne. That was my cool. Okay, throne. that was your cool throne. Attention. All right, good job. Thank you very much, Hank. You're good welcome. job, Mr. Vice President. Thanks. Uh, PFT. Uh, my hot seat is the Hugh Jackson Foundation. Yeah. Hugh Jackson Foundation firmly on the hot seat. He is the coach at Grambling, and he hired Art Bryles from Baylor, the former Baylor head coach, to be their new offensive coordinator. A lot of people got upset about that, including Grambling quarterback, the former guy, Doug Williams, also former Redskins quarterback, won a Super Bowl. Yeah. One guy didn't get upset. One guy didn't get upset. Yeah. Yes. Our very own Ben Mintz. Oh, okay. He congratulated Art Bryles. Oh, he was happy about <laughs> yeah, it? he said, great get. Okay, so uh, so a lot of people got upset about it, and then they ended up uh, dismissing or coming to mutual understanding that Art Bryles would leave, but not before Hugh Jackson, I should say, excuse me, his foundation, totally separate from Hugh Jackson himself, tweeted out his support for Art Bryles, and then um, everybody was like, wait a second. Why is there a Hugh Jackson foundation? Yeah. Nobody really knew that Hugh Jackson had a foundation until he tweeted out an official statement using their letterhead, not Grambling's letterhead, about the hire. And then people looked into it, and Dan Murphy from ESPN found out the Hugh Jackson Foundation collected $158,000 in 2019. It paid out 115000 to its only paid employee mm-hmm. and then spent fifteen grand on travel. So they gave out the foundation gave out $4,000 in grants. Out of 158000 That's a lot of money. But then Hugh Jackson came over the top, also tweeting from his foundation, saying, what you failed to report is where that money came from. Hugh Jackson was the largest donor, ah. and he personally donated over 75% of the funds. So Hugh Jackson, it seems, is is funding no, so that's the tax Hugh Jackson that's tax Foundation. Fraud. So now they're looking into it. And yeah, that's sure tax fraud. Because I know exactly what he's doing. He's giving money to a foundation that you can write off and then paying probably his wife and then giving $4,000 away. You might think something like that is going on big cap, but I personally think Hugh Jackson does need a foundation. How, how does a guy who has Hugh Jackson's track record as a head coach, like you would expect that that guy would need some charity every now and again. What a perfect Hugh Jackson story though, to be like, all right, I want to distance myself from my own stupidity of hiring Art Bryles. So I'm going to have my foundation tweet this out. And then someone looks into the foundation. They're like, Oh, tax fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Stu Jackson is Sideshow Bob stepping into race. Hugh Jackson went over two on this story. Yeah, uh, yeah so he he's in a lot of trouble probably moving forward. That probably was the not, whole though. probably like a like a, uh, a maybe a taste of trouble. his foundation. Scotia, his foundation he'll is fold in trouble. It. Or you yeah. know what? He'll take it back. You know what? He yeah. He should just kind of rebrand it and just call it the the Hugh J mm-hmm. Foundation. This might be a time to bring back the Hugh Jackson intro of Hot Seat Cool Throne. We had a few years ago. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh Jackson had a drop on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, get Hugh Jackson back in the NFL. He was name? hilarious. Yeah, for Cameo. He got yeah. him on. Uh, my, Cameo. my Cool Throne is Uncrustables. Mm. I had my first Uncrustable today in the airport, and I've been on Cloud9 ever since. I don't know how I went my entire life without having one. They're great. I feel like Uncrustables really came out... Maybe after I left the house. Correct. Like after I graduated from high school, went to college, I would assume graduated that like, from college, work for a few years. Yeah, no, they're they're very they're they within recent? the last ten, the last decade. I want to say right, maybe fifteen. Jake, can you look up when it, when Uncrustables were invented? On it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but they're fucking awesome. Oh yeah, they're really good. It was one of those things where I took it out of the package and I look. I just admired it for a second. And then you bite into it, and you can tell 
that it was designed in a lab by like the flavor scientists. And it, has, it doesn't taste like anything that you'd find in nature, but it's fucking amazing. Well, it also is great because it's the peanut butter and jelly with like extra sugar. Yeah. Oh, see, that's, yes. that's what they've done where it's like, hey, this is just a nice, nice, good snack. It's good for you. It's like, no, no, no that that is a candy bar. And I'm fine with that. Jake, you got it. 1995 in Fargo, North Dakota. Shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess my family was just poor. Well, no, you poor. No, that would be. I feel like Uncrustable is a rich kid's. You think so? Yeah, I think. Yeah, you go over to your rich kids, like your and rich they have friends' house. Yeah, like, we don't even good meat. video games, and they're just like they're. The mom walks in the kitchen. She's like, "Let me cook you a snack," and she just throws you an Uncrustable. Yeah, like we don't we don't even fuck with the corner edges of bread. Yeah, well, I, I'm telling you what, I'm done with I'm done with crusts. I've I can't go back. I uh yeah I I have not had more than a uh, maybe a half dozen Uncrustables. All's an adult too, so I don't think I think you're right. I don't think it was big when it, we were it kids. wasn't big. I when, think when that's we what kids. it was. I would love to just get stoned out of my mind and eat twenty Uncrustables. That sounds like the best you, time. You ever. make that sound like it's an unattainable goal. That's like Billy risking it all. Yeah, like you no, you I, can do that. You're going to do that probably on Friday night. I'll do it on a live <laughs> like, stream. I like my dream in life. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds like it honestly sounds like the best time ever. <laughs> Like put on a movie, watch a- for it all. Watch Avatar. Need hit some a milk. gravity need bong. Some milk. Need some milk, some water too. Maybe put milk in the bong. Oh, that's a they good have idea. grilled cheese <laughs> on crustables. <laughs> <too. laughs> Not as popular. What? what? Grilled cheese on crustables. Ugh, yeah, they didn't gross. Long about that. I want a little bit of crust and grilled cheese because it's like yeah. a little texture in there. Yeah, but yeah, uncrustables. Fuck. Yeah. They absolutely Very blew good. my mind today. Yeah, uh, my other cool throne was empathy. And we've been talking a lot on this empaths? podcast about empathy and empaths. We we are welcoming a brand new member to our collective here of empaths, Indomic and Sue. That's mm. right. Known empath, Indomic and Sue, said today online, he was like, you know, what the world needs now is more empathy. Empathy is really going to cause a lot of changes in this world. So thank you, Indomic and Sue, for stepping out and, and showing us that. how empathetic you are. Yes. Um, all right. My hot seat is the Arizona Cardinals because Kyler Murray – has issued a long statement from his agent, which was it really was a test of like how bad all of our uh, collective attention spans have gotten. Because I saw it, and I did, I I skimmed it. It was mm-hmm. maybe three hundred words, and I was like, nope, too I think, long. I think it was more than that. I think yes. it was like five or six hundred. But it was you. You saw it right away. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, I read. Just chill out, dude. I read the first sentence, and then I just my eyes went down to the end at yep. his god awful logo. Apparently, Kyler Murray has a logo. What what is Kyler Murray? It's very bizarre that he released this statement after a like debacle of a first round exit, and this whole like we've turned around the Arizona Cardinals franchise. They've had one winning season, and. Kyler Murray has a lot of weapons and a lot of help. Mm-hmm. They traded for DeAndre Hopkins. They traded for Zach Ertz in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. He has like you it, w- when healthy, they trade for they got AJ Green. Like they when healthy, I would say the Cardinals have done the like probably top 5 in terms of going all in to help their quarterback. Yeah, again, he's just he leads the league in nonsense. There's so much nonsense that mm-hmm. this guy puts out. I don't. I don't know what he's really asking for because his two demands—it's money. It was well, his two demands. He's trying to act like the media is twisting his words and turning people against him. But his demands are: I want to be extremely highly paid, and I want to win a Super Bowl. Yes. So it, these are my demands. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah. Ideally, I think every player in the NFL would also like that. Yeah. It's um. It's wild. I don't know how this. I mean. Yeah, they're going to pay him, and then he's going to be upset, and he's going to be more upset, and they're not going to win, and he's going to be more upset, and 
Then he's gonna. I feel like when he's like 28, he's gonna be like, I'm gonna go play baseball. He's just he's an emo kid. Yeah, that's what the problem is. Yeah, he's probably got different like generation, 40, built different, not 40 like 40 gauge earrings. Spends yep. all his time listening to Dashboard. Uh, my cool throne was uh, John Morant, but I'll throw an extra hot seat in there, uh, Skip Bayless, because. LeBron James went after uh, writer, I think Lakers beat writer Bill Oram uh, for misquoting him. And every time LeBron roasts a journalist, I always think like how mad Skip Bayless must be because he's just been looking for acknowledgement by LeBron for pretty much the last 15 years. Mm. And LeBron will then like pick, you know, though not... I'm sure Bill Orham's a good journalist. I'm saying the lowest man on the total pole in terms of least visibility and go after him mm-hmm. instead of going after a big dog like Skip Bayless. Yeah, it's not that he's the lowest man. It's just that I think LeBron is afraid of Skip. Correct. And deservedly so. But Skip's got to be like, what do I got to do at so this point? I'm going to push back on that. I don't I don't think that Skip wants LeBron to respond now. I think it's gone so long. Oh, he wants him to come on. That No, that he, know, yeah. he knows that he is dominant. Wait, over LeBron James. Are you telling me that Skip Bayless doesn't want LeBron James to come on his show and debate him? I think it's he better. He absolutely does. I think it's better for absolutely. Skip if LeBron continues to be afraid of him. Because no. right now, Skip can be like, LeBron knows that I'm the alpha in this relationship. LeBron. Because he goes out there and plays basketball, and then I talk about him playing basketball. Skip debating LeBron would about be like LeBron? the greatest thing ever. He, that, like, he, he, probably, he probably prays and, and has Ernestine pray every single night for LeBron to accept his debate. Those invitation are only on weekends when they yeah. push the beds together. Could you imagine if they literally if LeBron debated Skip Bayless about LeBron's legacy with Skip Bayless? I see. I think it's a. I think it's a bad idea for LeBron because Skip would. Oh like no, he would. No, that's him. what I'm saying. That's why Skip would love it. He I, would. He would come in. Skip knows LeBron better than LeBron yes, knows. LeBron. Yes, I think at the end of the day, LeBron <laughs> would leave. And he'd be like, "What just happened? You know what? Jordan's the goat. <laughs> yeah. What? What just happened to me? Yeah. I'm not. I'm, Did I really score right. eight points against the Mavericks in Game Four? Whatever it this was. This man is right. I don't want to shoot foul shots at the end of playoff games. <laughs> oh man, I am LaFraud. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> was have a, to like go to therapy. He'd start tweeting out like my recipe for a, a Mickey Mouse ring. Yes. Yes. Skip's the entire right. world gets COVID. We yeah. go to Disney World for a month. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, all right, Jake, your hot seat, cool drone. My hot seat are linebackers. We've oh. got a reminder in my phone, December oh. 17th episode, Chiefs Chargers Thursday night recap. You guys said you are boycotting nope. linebackers nope. at the Combine. Nope, nope, not correct. We were we were threatening to boycott the linebacker workout at the Combine. If? If the NFL fucked over Cleveland. That's right. Because they were trying okay. to fuck over the Browns. They didn't. We, they, took, we, we lifted our sanctions. Yeah, we lifted our sanctions on Goodell. I think the sanctions worked. We applied pressure. Yep. As right. only we sanctions could. are hot in the streets right now. That's fair. If you want right. to get results, you sanction. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. We and, should start sanctioning random people. Okay. Let's sanction Billy from drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> he just drink beer. Yeah, would, actually that, be that would backfire on that. us. Yeah. That would backfire. Uh, my cool throne are people who hate Derek Jeter. He oh yeah! Stepped down as CEO of the Miami Marlins. Dude, what was the? What, can you ha- can you answer this for me, Jake? What was the deal with the cones at his? Uh, <laughs> they coned off his parking spot at the practice facility when he stepped down, as if like they were going to keep him from coming back or so. I don't know what it was. They it was very off, bizarre. They, that was their Search way of like Derek change. Jeter parking spot. Is that like how they change the locks on the door if they I, fire somebody? It was very weird. I don't the Marlins are just a bizarre organization. Uh, actually, Jake, you know what you should do? Yeah. Oh, I see the cones. Yeah. That doesn't really look like a big barrier. Like. I know. What were they doing? Or was it an homage? It was smart. Credit to Derek Jeter like to step down when baseball is like having 
it's intense labor negotiations and baseball's being threatened. Mm-hmm. No one's like that wasn't a headline that anyone remembers. I have a statement from from the number one Marlins fan. Yeah, I was going. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask about that because he texts me. I oh, never yeah, met the guy. Remember, he tried to pay off Derek Jeter. He tried to give him a blank check. I am very upset. Period. Jeter wasn't Moses. Period. Jeter didn't deliver from the bondage the oppressed Marlins fan. Period. <laughs> we believed in his religion. We believed in Project Wolverine. We trusted Jeter's process. Jeter failed. What wow. Was, wait, I wait. Did I, did I miss... Project Wolverine is because he was he, he would have gone to Michigan? Did I miss oh, out on Project more. Wolverine? Holy shit. I he mean, didn't I, go to Michigan, right? He never played baseball in college. I think he would have gone to Michigan. It's I like LeBron born pretends in he would have gone to Duke. Project this, is actually, this is actually a great point. Points to Jake for people that hate Derek Jeter. Me being one of them. Uh, this, is, this is the earlier message from Marlins, man. Losing team, losing money. Fans hate him. Never made playoffs. Traded away or let go. Stanton, Yelich, Ozuna, Real Moto, Gordon, Dietrich, Ichiro, alienated fans, laughing soccer baseball, lied in court pleading that not a Florida corporation, lied when said <laughs> not like negotiating start the, the long-term deal, <laughs> did away with orange, oh, this is the big one, did away with orange after wearing it every single spring training day. Whoa. Oh, that was a big Still, one. I Bridge am too far. Every superhero needs a villain, plus what direction is Marlins going, what that Jeter can't agree with. A winning team, exciting full stadium, playoff team, World Series championship, a 100% total failure. What employer keeps someone running the company like that? You know, Wait, so I, is he taking the, off to NYC so now? Is Jeter the is Jeter the superhero and he's the villain? I think so. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think what we have to like Marlins man should just run the Marlins. Yeah. There's he no better man for the job. They would definitely the have those man. orange jerseys back. The, yeah, they'd be back. The mermaids would be back. He'd the make, he would make the back. entire team sit with him in, in between innings instead of the dugout. Build the entire stadium <laughs> out of that goofy Marlins sculpture that was in center field that used to circle around. That was also run. fucked up. Derek Jeter took it out. That was fucked up. I, you know what? I agree with Marlins, man. Yeah. I think Jeter fucked up the Marlins on purpose. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Sanctioned. Right, good statement. Consider Jeter to be sanctioned by Marlins. Man. He is sa- he's sanctioned by us, by Wait, this did he podcast. he send you the same exact message? Yes, I got we the will same not, text. We will not have Derek Jeter on this podcast. Sanctioned. Damn. Done. Yeah, you heard it. Sorry, that was Jake. my AIM screen name. Jake Jeter, too. Jake Jeter, Jeter too. Yeah. Damn. Respect. That is mad R- respect. Respect. Yeah. Yes. Mad respect. Um, all right. Let's get to our interviews. We've got two great interviews. We've got Duncan Robinson, who we have a two-parter, so the second part will be on his podcast. Uh, which will be out on Thursday. Go check it out. What is it called again? Line? Line? Long, long Shot. The Long Shot? With Duncan Robinson and Davis. Davis Reeves. Davis Reeves. Miller. Davis Reeves. I'm, if I got Davis Reeves, I'm Davis is actually Reed. a really nice guy. Reed. Yeah. Very close. Davis was a very nice guy. We had both of them on, and then go listen to their second uh, part that we just kept on talking, had a great time with them. Um, and then we're going to have Aiden Hutchinson, who is maybe the number one pick in the draft, coming up right after him. PFT? Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Okay, we now welcome on two special guests, one recurring guest. It is Duncan Robinson and his co-host, Davis Reed, from the Long Shot Podcast. Uh, and we're going to do a little something different. We've done this before. 
We're doing a two-parter. So the first part you're listening to right now on Pardon My Take, if you want to listen to the second part, it will be on The Long Shot with Duncan Robinson and Davis Reed. Out when? you All right, here's... I'm going to give this you a tip tricky. real quick. Yeah, I yeah, asked you when your podcast drops, and you gave me like, well, sometimes this time, sometimes this time, sometimes that time. I was like, dude, rule one... Drop it. Right. I mean, I'm I'm binded by an NBA schedule that I need to kind of yeah, you know little, work around. Little league you play in, uh, yeah. yeah. Little caveat, yeah, but uh, we usually yeah. we usually drop Thursdays. Thursday. So this can be counted on for next Thursday. So what's today? Today's a no. Th- th- yeah, Today's Thursday. We're gonna drop no Today's this Thursday. Thursday. Say this Thursday. This Thursday. This Thursday. Exactly. Thursday. We're gonna drop this next week. Yeah. So this Thursday, tune into uh, part half. two on the long shot. Yeah, um. 100%. All right. So we should start. Uh. I I know that everyone's talked about it a million times, but I I mean, are you here now going to disavow Jawan Howard? You know, I'm I'm happy you brought this up. Uh, something I wanted to actually ask you about. Okay. Uh. You know, I, I'm not willing to do that. I, I, I know Juwan well. I played for Juwan. Uh, Did he ever was... try to smush your face? <laughs> never Anger. had never had that issue. Uh, yeah, I'm not willing to do it, to be honest with you. And honestly, most of the, the Michigan people that I've talked to support him and are in his corner. No Unders- way. Understand, understand <laughs> that it was a mistake. Uh, but, I mean, I think that there's – there's multiple people at, at fault. Oh, there were some escalators. Really? I think there were some escalators. Interesting. There you were know. good people on both sides. I don't think I, anyone who said Juwan Howard should be fired was an idiot. Okay, I actually you. do think he needs anger management. I mean, he got a legitimate punishment. I mean, five games, likely the rest of the season, unfortunately, we've had and well pedestrian year. Can but. you say that it was a legitimate punishment when he basically gets a better coach to fill in for him and win him games? I will say Phil, Phil's a legend. He is. Phil is a ton of energy. Uh, big, big Phil Martelli fan. But uh, I think, yeah, I think the punishment fit the crime. I I'm going to take uh, the opposite side, though. I'm going to say that like Juwan Howard told him several times, "Stop touching me! Stop touching me!" He was standing his ground. If this took place <laughs> in Florida, where you play, he would actually be legally in the right. There were also some like he kind of got up. Under him, mm. guard did. Yeah, Greg Guard did. Like yeah, initially, Aaron Donald and, he's and I think similar body type. Exactly that. Yep. That sort of like offensive lineman move, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. get up under. And I also think you saw Jawan trying to just move on, right. right? Like he was just trying to acknowledge the disrespect that took place and just keep it moving. And then there was like that interaction. It was crazy because they, Greg Guard was trying to shake his hand in a handshake line, which is very rarely done. Well, so don't touch me though. Here's here's a <laughs> take that I have. He's just walking through the handshake line. I think handshake lines in general for college athletics is I mean, it's just like a, it's outdated. Oh, like, why are we still having a problem? Why are we still no, doing no. a problem? It's just a, That's it's, such an NBA guy take. But it's just an you excuse. You last a second in the NHL, you know that? <laughs> but it's just oh. like, it's like, what do you expect after a, a heated competitive game? Sportsmanship. But we got rid of them with COVID, and I think that should have just been like the, let's I just like move it forward. Because I like to see, I actually don't care if the player if the players don't shake hands, I have no problem with it. I want to see the coaches, because I want to see... Like who sucks at losing the most? So, so in the NBA, every bench does this the exact same. You just give the courtesy, like hand up, you know, kind of wave. You don't need to come, you know, bring it in, whatever. You don't need to do that. And it's just like you don't have any altercations. There's nothing. You just do the wave, you know, little head nod, acknowledge it, head to the locker room. And I feel like that's sportsmanship enough. Well, okay. the reason I like the handshake line is I want to see the the rare occasion where the handshake line turns into a fight. I don't actually care about the sportsmanship. I just want to see the bad blood, whether it's a player or a coach coming together, 
that's just like the game after the game in a way. It's a it's a way for me to not have to change the channel immediately after the game ends. I I understand that. I actually I agree. I think it's good for the this sport. This is Davis Reed, by the way. Hey everybody, <laughs> just wanted to give everyone. I love that I was in the big, intro. This is a too. big debut for Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, Huge. from small town Kansas, right. has made it onto uh, quite the the production. You guys, yeah. Do yeah. you think Patrick? Do you think Patrick Mahomes is his top five quarterback? Top two, probably not two. Oh, mm. yeah. but I'm biased. A lot of people say that he's a, kind of a checkdown guy now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Patty checkdowns is what we. That call was him. out of necessity, guys. right? Uh-huh. They're dropping eight, like, right? You know, and he was still going. Oh, well, he couldn't. I don't want to talk he to couldn't beat when they were. He couldn't beat him when they were dropping eight. Right. No. Right. No. We. They cracked. You know, yeah. yeah. We'll okay. Talk well, later. All right. So, what was your point on? Handshakes? I'm going to die on the hill that I think it's good for. Ba- I mean, if you were told that every handshake line was going to include a slap from one of the head coaches, yes. would you not watch yes, every game? Yes. Of course. No. I love it. That's what I'm saying. I want to see like. I want to see Coach K pissed off and like have to shake someone's hand after he loses in the tournament. Like that's fun for me. But if that's the case, then we can't be up in arms and calling for people's jobs when he's when, he's, when it does when he smushes happen. people. Yeah, when it does happen. Yeah, it's like, mean, what do you what do you expect? Yeah, I guess I guess there is a line where it's like they could shake hands and not try to fight the whole other team. Yeah, no, it's like but I, I, guess, I guess point to you, but, but we are putting them in a situation where it's like, okay, you guys have just competed. Now go go stand next to Make each nice. other for right. for three minutes, and then we're going to watch you to make sure that you stand next to each other correctly. And if you don't, then we're going to call for you to be fired. Yeah, we're like putting them in that position. But again, that's part of the the pageantry of sports, and I do think that there is something to watching a game on TV. Imagine if you watch a game on TV, and the second the buzzer sounded, it just cut immediately to something else. You need, like, right. a little come-down period and watch the I handshake line can do that. Um, but I think anyone that was calling for Jawan Howard to be fired over that is is pretty much just a clown. It's a Michigan State. I appreciate yeah. that. It's a Michigan State. I appreciate State. that. Um, all right, so the first place, Heat. That's right. Which is crazy. Heat culture. Is That's Heat culture right. real? Oh, it's as real as ever. What, yeah. it, what does it look like? It's if alive you saw, and well. Could you see it on the street? Like I, that person has I, heat culture? I think if you were to see it on the screen, it would just be a picture of, of Pat Riley. And then maybe Spo would be like photoshopped in there as well because he now has been, been pushing the culture for he so long. He embodies heat culture? Yeah, I think the, the combination of the two. And then Udonis Haslam is in there as well, probably. Yeah. Is he still, um, he's still oh, yeah. on the team. Wow. What, what, what's his day-to-day like? Does he actually practice or does he show up and just like wear the sweatpants the whole time? You know, I, I say this all the time, and I actually mean this. Like UD brings a ton of value to our team like genuinely from like a leadership locker room presence uh i mean he says it all the time he's like i've seen everything but the wind in this league like that's like his line um and it's true like he's gone through it all 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 in the heat jersey uh has won championships has played every single role undrafted guy in many ways like embodies you know what a lot of guys on our roster are trying to get to um and, you know, he's had multiple times this year where he's come in and helped us win, and he had the great altercation with Dwight Howard last year where he, you know, got ejected 90 seconds into a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his minutes, which was special. I yes. love that, though. I, lo- I love the fact that he's he's a spark guy. Yeah. You'll need him a couple times a year to 100%. get in the game. Don't ask him to play, like, every night, but, like, the times that you need him, he'll come in, he'll deliver. He, he is the Miami Heat. It's like him and Dwayne Wade. I'll say this. He would be an unbelievable guest. On this show, okay, come on the show, get it hooked up. Unbelievable, we had him on our show, and it was by far uh, our best interview. A lot of cursing, a lot of great stories, a lot of great Pat Riley stories, uh, Dwayne Wade stories. He's just let's get him on. Does he have kids? Is he like going to be like LeBron, or is his kids already so old they can't be in the NBA anymore? Uh, He does have kids. I think he has three boys. Um, The oldest. 
plays football in college. He's an offensive lineman somewhere. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Right. The youngest so, is a re- the middle is a really good baseball player in Miami. Oh, um, I think he'll probably play in college. Um, but yeah, I don't think I think the youngest one plays plays basketball. But no, we're not we're not looking at a Bronny uh, LeBron what you, situation. What do you think about Bronny's game? Break it down for us. <laughs> somebody was actually <laughs> somebody was just asking me. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not qualified to speak on it. I'm not tapped into high school basketball, um, even though it seems like Sierra Canyon games are yeah. you know, rivaling UCLA games in yes. terms of attendance. Um, I mean, could he start for Williams? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say probably. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll, so I'll as say a 16-year-old, he could just for like just sheer athleticism. Um, you know, I've had the, the Williams debate a lot. Division three basketball. Davis also played in the same conference. Okay, uh, for which team? Yes, I don't love the slander. Okay, uh, Wesleyan. Yeah. Okay, oh, not as good as it. Williams. It's that's a, Bill Belichick, right? That's right. Yes, it's a it's a high level uh, of skill. The athleticism is not quite there, uh-huh. right? but it's a high level of skill, and I and I I stand it's, by that. You could just say white guys. Yeah, <laughs> what is that? I was, <laughs> like they get they get in the triple threat They're position really a lot. A lot of skill. A lot of <laughs> you know, one or the other. Sound yeah. right basketball decision. <laughs> high IQ. First to the floor. Mm-hmm. A lot of charges being taken. Oh man, you know. so, guys, yeah, guys you, getting the most out of their athletic ability. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Do you, you still fill it up? Do you still practice the triple threat position every now and then? Yeah, just like yeah. do it real just, quick. For yeah, me. I mean it, it brings back a lot of good memories. That was like. That was my move in, at Williams. Now it's you know, I do a lot, a lot of other things. Uh, but, yeah, back then that was like triple threat. Um, triple pass I actually score. wanted to talk about your season this year. So you went through a slump. Yeah. You were really bad. I was pretty bad. Yeah. Really bad. You were shooting bad. 27% from three for like a stretch there. Is that true? Yeah. 18 uh, for 66. Wow. You got yeah. the numbers. You yeah, I do have the numbers. There you was, crunched them. And, you, and the thing is you did it all. Like you, you, you did the like, all right, less is more. I'm going to shoot less, I'm going to go one for five, and then you did the, like, oh, maybe more is more, and you went five for 15 in one game yeah. from three. I think it was actually five for uh, 17. I'm looking at it right now. It's five for 15. Uh, <laughs> but I'll give you five for 17 if you want to take was that. that. Wait, was that against wait, the Celtics? Uh, it was against the Timberwolves. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you did go five for 17 against yeah. Celtics. Oh, so your your bad stretch was actually longer than I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you all – then you, like, had one for nine, oh for six. Mm, In yeah. a real honest question, like, what actually goes through your mind when you're not shooting well because – that's got to drive you insane. You know yeah, how to shoot. Hundred percent, a great shooter. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's it's a mix of emotions. You know, you go through like it's almost like a pecking order, right? Like the first is frustration, and you're like, "What the fuck? Like, why? What's going on?" Then it's just like confusion after it gets to a certain point because you're like, "Exactly that." Like, I know how to shoot, and then I'll. The most frustrating thing is you'll have a workout or a practice where you just can't miss. And then, for whatever reason, it just like doesn't come together in the game. Um, but at the same time, like that is that's like and I, I know it sounds like a cliche answer, but it's actually genuine. Like that's kind of what ultimately keeps you coming back too. Is like, you know, if you have it figured out all the time, it's like you're living on easy street. Yeah, it's great, and, but like you got to have the perspective of those moments where you go whatever it was, eighteen of uh, sixty six. But I will say like. Because that was mixed in with a time where we had some injuries. We were, like, losing games. Because we had a great start, uh, had some injuries, and then I had an opportunity to kind of, like, help keep us afloat, and I did not 
step into that uh, moment, if you will. So, like in that instance, it was like there were some dark times mixed in there as well. Did you did you try? Is it similar to a, a hitting slump in baseball, where like were you talking to other people? Were you trying new things in practice? I pulled out all the stops. Really? Yeah. I mean that. Because, like, I had never had a slump to that extent. Oh, wow. Um, I've had stretches of, you know, whatever, three, four, five, even, like, maybe seven or eight games where it doesn't quite feel right or whatever. But, like, the confusing thing about this one was in throughout the stretch, the ball actually felt really good coming out of my hands. It just wasn't going in. Huh. Which, like, that's actually the more frustrating one because it's like, all right, if it doesn't feel good, then you can, like, try to remedy it, right? You can, like, try to find solutions. But, like, for me, it was – everything feels good. I'm doing everything the same. I'm keeping my routine tight. I'm doing all this, whatever. And it's still not going in. So like, that's where it was like, that would drive right. me insane. You spend a lot of time trying to diagnose like exactly what's wrong as opposed to trying to fix it. So it's yeah, like would, twice as long a fix. Yeah. yeah. So what, what was the problem? I think it was a, a combination of things. Um, you know, like shooting, I think shooting is super complex. Like it's not ever one thing. Right. I think part of it was, like the mental side of it, like I started to press a little bit. Um, you know, once I kind of heard about a slump and, you know, guys like you on, on Twitter and stuff. I you know, never said no, anything. Uh, but, like, people on Twitter or whatever. Heat, so and I, I would have like, said something. I got to a point where I just started, like, blocking all that stuff out. And, like, before I could actually block it out, I was, like, saying that I was blocking it out but wasn't actually blocking <laughs> uh-huh. it out. Okay. You know what I mean? It's That's like, good yeah. to know. It's like, I'm going to start blocking this out. And, like, I say that publicly, but meanwhile, I'm, like, still kind of, like, tapped into it. So I got to a point where it was like really like, all right, I got to find a way to block this totally out, um, which is, you know, delete the apps, whatever, stay off the phone, all that sort of stuff, which is a challenge in its own right. Right. Um, you have a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. I, I podcast sh- went on a break. Yeah, oh, it I, did. Davis was uh, unemployed for a little while. It was that bad. I mean, that wasn't like the reason. It was mostly just because it was like I – I have my priorities elsewhere, and I always on my podcast say, like, anybody who thinks that my shooting is related to how much I'm doing a podcast is a fucking... But it because does it, suck that they have that thing to point to and be like, it's, oh, look, it's the worst. a 45-minute podcast it's the wor- on it's Thursdays like, or Fridays or maybe Wednesdays. Like, I... Obviously, I'm around my my teammates or like the NBA, whatever. A lot of I know people in the NBA, and it's like I know what goes on, what people are doing off the court, and it's like if you think that me stepping aside for 45 minutes a week you're to do talking. a podcast, yeah, you're you're having a conversation essentially. Is like, but they can say you need to spend less time podcasting, more time in the gym. Gym, exactly, yeah. and that's and the go-to. Like th- like this one that we're taping right now, for instance. Like you have what. There's 90 minutes before you tip off against the Knicks. So, like, this is no problem. Well, it's like 75 minutes now. Yeah, yeah so it's totally fine. Um, yeah, but it's like the fact... I, if you suck against the Knicks, was it tomorrow night? <laughs> tomorrow Tonight, night. Yeah, tomorrow night. It's going to be... Oh, man. Uh, we only like, had two beers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a little weed, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that it's, like, public-facing, you right. know what I mean? So it's like, guys are doing whatever they're doing, and I'm not here to call it out names or, or whatever but like or even there's a huge thing now in the nba community of like video games right. guys mm-hmm. spend hours and hours streaming their video games and they'll be up at like 2 a.m or whatever it's like dude i'm i'm chopping it up with my my high school friend and like a guest for 45 minutes a week and you think that's why the ball is not going well, do in? you think that maybe there was something to the fact that you you focus so hard on your offensive rebounding game yeah. this year because I, I ran the numbers on that too 
And in 2019, you had 10 offensive rebounds total for the entire season. 2020, you had seven offensive rebounds total oh, wow. for the entire season. Trending in the wrong direction. 2021, to the All-Star break, you uh, you already have 20 offensive rebounds. Following your shot. So you're on pace to nearly quadruple last year's numbers and septuple 2019's numbers, <laughs> but it's at the cost of your three-point shot. I, I just right. said following following a shot, and Duncan was like, yeah, thank you, and then he realized I was just saying he missed it. It's because he's missing it. <laughs> so so what, what changed? What did you focus on this offseason to really amp up those offensive rebounding? Numbers? I watched a lot of uh, Dennis Rodman film, Oh wow! and I was just like, how can I embody what this guy brings on a nightly basis? Um, no, so actually that was... That was kind of like a running joke on our podcast last year. Davis had the idea of like queuing up my seven offensive rebounds and putting them in a highlight film. Oh, uh, it's a pretty sick highlight. That's film. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With like some like suspenseful music. It's like one of those like high school mixtapes, like a John Wall mixtape soundtrack, but it's like me like getting an offensive rebound. And the funniest thing about my offensive rebounds last year were like they were exactly that. Like I would miss back rim and the ball would come right back to me like from three. So it wasn't like I was like crashing. Uh, the biggest difference, honestly, is that we had like a little shift in philosophy from like a team standpoint of like there was more of an emphasis to offensive rebound as a team. So it's kind of a boring answer, but like that's that's really well. Okay, so I have a question off that, but I wanted to go back to one thing real quick. So you said like obviously – Guys are, are, you know, you're podcasting, other guys are playing video games. Who's the best video game player that you've had as a teammate, either current or former? Um, Why are you laughing? I see Hassan, like, post a lot of his clips and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else? What game? Uh, what, what game was it? Uh, Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson was really good at FIFA, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. I take pride in, in playing FIFA. But he, and, uh, he didn't really stream, though. Yeah. Like, what, what about the streamers? All guys who go aggro on the stream. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so it goes back to Juwan, all right? Oh, these there we athletes, go, Davis. Wait, wait. That's a good teammate right got there. Step I got him. That's a good fucking he, step he in. Tapped me in. <laughs> it goes back to Juwan. Look, these athletes, we revel in the competitiveness. That's true. Sometimes our emotions get the best of us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's okay. Wait, so you're doing... So when you say it like that, you're you're counting yourself as an NBA player now? I was going to say, Dave, where is that? <laughs> this is, that was an yeah, interesting use of we. So actually, I think he was speaking funny. for me in that moment. It's funny. We had, uh, we've had some guests that have, that have passed questions to both of us. Like, you guys are athletes. You understand. And I always <laughs> yeah, just, I never yeah, correct dude. them. Fuck yeah, yeah I never am. Correct there, there, there's a spectrum of emotions. When, you, when the tempers get too high, you can finger point. You can smush. Sometimes we get real high, just a racial slur comes out. Yeah, right. There's I want to be very clear. It's just about competitiveness. Mm-hmm. We are not supporting that behavior. No, it's completely no. unacceptable. Also, I want to clarify, if you're watching this, I'm not laughing at that behavior either. It's no, more, no, it's more that you're, you're <laughs> laughing at the fact that we're dancing around it. 100%. As people know. Our um, audience knows. Wait, yeah. So, Spo, Spo though. Um, great transition. Yes, great transition. Great transition. What, he is an unbelievable coach. I don't think he gets a ton of credit. Like he, he gets credit, but obviously his championships came with LeBron, so everyone's like, oh, it's you know a super team. What is it? If you could describe it, if it's something he does, something he sees that's different than everyone else, that makes him so great. It's a good question. Uh, great question. There's a lot, lot to unpack there. I'll say there, there's two things that really stick out. One is that he is, and this kind of ties in with the embodying heat culture. He is an everyday type of guy. Like he maximizes every opportunity every single day. If we have a 20 minute walkthrough before practice it's like 
if we're on the floor and we're talking about something that's meaningful towards winning, like we are locked in and it's like, he's going to go down the line to make sure everybody is, uh, the other side of that is, you know, I, since I've been in Miami, this is my fourth year, we've had very different team makeups and we've had to win in different ways and we've had to play in different ways. And we've also had different makeups in terms of the personalities. When I first got there, we were like younger. My second year, we were definitely, we had Jimmy and a bunch of young guys who were trying to prove themselves. You know, we were practicing all the time. We were, you know, playing with this this chip, and we still play with that same chip, but the approach is much different because we have older, more proven guys, and he, he just trusts that as a team, like, we have accountability amongst each other where he's not going to, like, police and babysit, or even for that matter, like, we've practiced a lot less this year, and a lot of people would be like, oh, well, that's not heat culture, blah, 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 but, like, the idea is that that just means we have more walkthroughs, more film sessions, and we're more locked in in those settings because we have guys like Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, uh, you know, Jimmy, who have a lot of miles, right? right? So it's like you got to find ways to, to win in between the margins, and it's not always like, you know, we call them like pads up practices where we wear knee pads and all that stuff. That's a Pat Riley thing for sure. Like we're not doing that as much right. um, as we once were when I was first starting out. What about like a specific time where he drew up a play or he saw something before a game and gave you like a tip like hey this is what like it was like holy shit that he like unlocked. Yeah, I, I mean, love those stories whenever sure. someone's like oh yeah he saw this told me and then I had the best game of my life. So him and I have a, a really interesting relationship. I mean he he gave a t- gave me a ton of confidence and like instilled a bunch of belief in me early on when like quite honestly I was undrafted my first year and I was very much in one of those like slumps for the entirety of the year. I like, couldn't make a shot. I think I shot 28% from three uh, my first year. Yeah, you can pull the numbers yeah, on I'm that if you're, if right you're curious. Um, and like, you know, the following year into training camp, like he comes out publicly and is like, you know, Duncan's one of the best shooters on the planet. And like, he kind of got crushed for it in a way. And that everyone's like, this guy who hasn't done anything at the NBA level, like, what are you talking about? Um, so he, like, he builds up confidence, but then at the same time, like, he'll lay into me and, like, light me up if I'm, like, not shooting or not being aggressive. So he's had a bunch of instances where, like, he just kind of knows the buttons to push. And you can see it, actually, if you watch. Like, if I pass up a shot that he thinks is a good shot, he'll, like, get, like, physically – he'll have, like, physical antics, like, on the bench. And he'll be, like, you know – mixed in with some curse words like basically like what are you doing i like that though like the the fact that your coach he's the biggest hard ass on you when you're not shooting yes that's got to be great for your confidence actually because it's like this guy believes in me so much so much that i'm getting in trouble for not shooting yeah i mean there was a great interaction uh in the bubble with jalen brown Uh, i was in the eastern conference finals and you know the bubble is like an intimate setting right there's not no fans or whatever so like basically hear everything and uh, i passed up a shot in the corner and I was running back, and we were running along the sideline that the coaches are on. And Spo is, like, laying into me, like, curse words, all sorts of stuff. And he's like, Jalen's like, yo, what is he yelling at you about? And I was like, <laughs> he's mad that I didn't shoot that three. And he's like, God, it's like, he was like, it's like that? I was like, yeah, man, I just basically shoot it every time I touch it. Like, And, that, and that's, that's kind of awesome. like, that yeah. was like the role, you know what I mean? And, like, I, it took me a while to get to the point where, like, I felt comfortable doing that sort of stuff because, like, I was – I was, you know, I was undrafted. I played Division three basketball. Like I'm four years removed from playing in front of 1,200 people in fucking Western Massachusetts. You know, so it was right. like it took me a while to get to the point where I like this guy, this Hall of Fame coach, wants me to shoot it every time I touch it. Yeah. yeah. What's more awkward when when he yells at you or when Jimmy Butler just calls you dumb publicly? 
Uh, I got the quote right here. He's he says I've played with some pretty smart players before. Duncan's like the dumbest one out of all of them. I've been around some Hall of Famers. <laughs> wait, no, that means he's he's smart though. I was right. actually so I wait 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 wait. Yeah, okay. hey, there's more. I've been around some Hall of Famers, really great players. It helps when you got guys that are extremely smart and know the game. Except for Duncan, he dumb. Oh, okay, so no. Because I thought for a second there it sounded like he was saying of all the smart players, he's the dumbest. Yeah. So that doesn't Mm -hmm. count the dumb players. It sounds like you're just dumb. Well, Spinzone, he's calling you a really great player, I think. But you're just dumb. But I'm dumb, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll take what I can get, honestly. (laughs) That that one was, uh, that was actually funny enough. That was like in the time of, you know, that slump you were alluding to, Mm -hmm. uh, where I was just entirely off social media. So I... Davis actually told me, like, broke that news to me. He's like, did you see what Jimmy said? And this was, like, two <laughs> days later. I was like, no, nah, I have no idea what you're talking about because I was just off my phone. He's like, yeah, he called you dominant press conference. And then I like, had to look it up for some context. Uh, but, you know, it's just, just Jimmy being Jimmy, you yeah, know? Yeah, Jimmy being Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, well, many, I mean, it, would that be a good thing for your jump shot, though? Like, if you're dumb, you can't overthink it. It's probably harder to get into a slump, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean – I'm a classic overthinker, like in every sense of the the phrase. So like, it's not really working for me. Um, but yeah, you would think that if I you know had less thoughts, that I would just let it fly. I've you know? always said that like the dumbest kicker that you could ever find would be great for a football yeah. team because you never you never get in your own head about it. He just doesn't even understand the right. the moment. You yeah. know, it's yeah. just like doesn't even like register. How many times has Jimmy changed his phone number since you've been on the Heat? <laughs> I think just twice. I think it's more than that. Yeah. I think just twice. He, he uh after the bubble I think he changed it now to like a Hawaii number or something. It was like very <laughs> obscure. Um but yeah, I think just twice. I remember talking to someone who was on the Bulls with Jimmy and he was like, Yeah, he changes his number like every few months. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I probably just have like maybe one or two renditions of his number. Right, like right, he probably right. has you know, a, a whole assortment of phones. Along, along those same lines, um, and we'll, we're, we're going to wrap up this portion and we'll do the rest uh, on your guys' podcast in a second, but, like, in terms of a NBA locker room, I think there's a lot of times where we as fans are like, oh, all these guys are friends, they hang out all the time because they're around each other all the time. Is there, like, how how close would you say you are to your teammates, and is there, like, a hanging out after practice, hanging out, like – goofing around or is it a lot more of a business situation yeah it's definitely different i mean college basketball is very much you know you're going to class you're living in the dorms you're you know study hall or whatever practice lifts all that stuff like you're doing everything together eating all your meals the nba is different in that there is kind of like a nine to five approach in a way right like guys are showing up to work after i finish my work I'm going home. I want to be with my family. I want to be with my friends. Or, like, even younger guys, if they don't have families, like, they kind of got their crew. That they got podcast maybe, co-hosts. Yeah, I got podcast. Right. David spends a lot of time in Miami. You know, right. that sort of stuff. Um, so it is different. I will say, like, this year, this is probably the closest Heat team. Um, it might rival the bubble team. Um, those two that I've been on in terms of, like, we all, you know, if we're in a city, we try to go to get dinner. And, and also at the same time, it's like, naturally it's kind of in groups like older guys kind of tend to do their own things not that's not to say that we all don't like hang out occasionally together but um you know just naturally like younger guys i i mean i'm 27 i guess i'm not that young anymore i did like 10 yeah i did five years of college yeah my time um not dumb 
Yeah. You're talking about like it's prison. Yeah, yeah I did five years I of did high school too. Hard, hard, damn, hard, yeah. hard okay, time. You are dumb. I call it the ten year. I call it the ten year plan. You know, I just really took my time. Yeah, I think that's what Jimmy was getting at. It's yeah, like, maybe. Okay, took a victory lap twice. Forever. But you could also look at that. I've had a lot of education. You know, I've sat in a lot of classrooms. Did it stick though? <laughs> that remains to be seen. I guess. I think. The, I think what like as a fan, I think it bums me out because I watch a team and I'm like. You, you know, every fan has ever, uh, done this, like, oh, how fun would it be to be on that team? And it's like, I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, we'd just fucking kick it after. Like, it'd be so sick. But it's not like that. It's not necessarily like that, but you naturally do spend a lot of time with each other because of the travel schedule, you know, on planes, buses, uh, practices, before, after, in hotels. Like, there is just by, like, default a lot of that. You know, like when we're all like we've been on the road a bunch this year. Our our road schedule has been like super front loaded. Um, like in March, we're in Miami basically the entire time. So yeah, and like instances like that, guys are taking advantage of being back and going to spend time with their family and stuff. Um, and also like it's also Miami, so like there's a lot to do. Like people yeah. are. Would there, you consider yourself to be like a? Are you a medium sized baller? Or are you a big baller in Miami? Ooh, I'm. I'm probably like just passing the threshold into medium sized baller. If you walk down South from, Beach from, from from little baller, yeah, yeah, from yeah, little yeah. Baller. So you're you're on the way up. Your yeah. your baller status has increased with the new contract. Honestly, actually, in that, I'm probably still a pretty. Can small you baller. can you drop your name if you're making a reservation? I mean, I yes, I, yes. I personally cringe when I do that. So like, I have a friend of mine who I just call and like, you know, that sucks my for client. you though because no, like, that, that's much more low key. Like, you, you've got a, a guy. That you have call right, yeah, to do the thing. and I will say he's, you know, he's basically batting a hundred. Okay, I mean, he like he, <laughs> we if, should if start I, dro- dropping Duncan Robinson's name in Miami. <laughs> uh-huh. like, but I didn't know if but he, he didn't was, show up. We'd be like, no, one of us. Well, is it Duncan depends Robinson. on if he's in a slump or not. Yeah, yeah, true. true. Here's the thing with with my guy though is like he, <laughs> you can just say Davis. Davis is the one. <laughs> it's actually not Davis. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's not necessarily my name that gets it done. It's just that he uh, is as persistent. As you could like He's possibly imagine, yeah, because yeah. that would be all. You can't say that. You can't yeah. call. Like I think, what, if once you get to big baller and you just say what's the name and you say Duncan Robinson, they're yeah, like, they oh know. sir, okay, good. Right. You do need someone to be like, yo, he plays for the Heat. I swear to God, yeah. oh, he'll come in a jersey, <laughs> like to prove it. <laughs> well, you could also be like, what I, I've learned some tactics is you can be like ambiguous a little bit and be like, you know, my client plays for the Heat, and then maybe they're like. Jimmy. Oh well, maybe it's Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Like we're not going to deny Jimmy Butler a table. That's like, true. Not, you know what I mean? He's not so, bam. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if, if they were just like come out and say like, oh, it's Duncan Robinson, maybe they'll be like, oh, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. Which is like probably in all likelihood. No, what it would I be. think. Well, it's Miami's. T- like if you play in a, a different city, Miami's just very famous and very. Yeah. You, you got know, DJ like, Khaled running around down there. Right. Dave, Dave's running right. around. Like you think my name's moving weight? It's just not. Who would you say runs Miami now? Who's the biggest celebrity down there? It's got to be Pitbull always, right? Until he yeah, dies. Mr. Worldwide. Danny yeah. Burkane. Yeah. Mr. Three Hundred Five. Yeah, Dave, he's in the mix as well. He's definitely in the mix. Uh, Getting that train to the stadium. I think I think Pitbull is. I mean, a combination of Pitbull and DJ Khaled, I would say. And honestly, uh, Dave Grutman too. Yeah, he's in the mix. And that's he Dave is, Portnoy's friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, he's definitely. That, in the mix. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's do here. I'm gonna give everyone a teaser. So I'm gonna- Cabo Wabo is a thick cut, 100% Blue Weber agave tequila, made the way tequila was meant to be made, with full on agave taste. Cabo Wabo is a smooth, sip worthy tequila. Created for those who don't shy away from bold flavor. So are you ready to take things to the next level? Try Cabo Wabo Tequila. 
for a thicker cut of life. Cabo Wabo Tequila, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof. Copyright 2024, Campari, America, New York, New York. Please handle responsibly. Use code TAKE for 20% off your first purchase. All right, so my last question. We're going to end the, this interview here, and we're going to do the second part on the long shot with Duncan Robinson and Davis Reed. My last question is, Davis, Have you? how much part of my take have you listened to? A, f- a decent amount. Do you know about the roast we did of, of not your, your, you personally, but your name? No. Okay, so we're going to do that. Oh, boy. In a second on your sh- on your show. Okay, I can't wait. All right. I mean, do you want to reset or we just keep going? No, just, just keep, keep going. going. Keep going. All right, so let's do it. So are you looking for relief, relaxation, or to party on the motherfucking moon? Then check out Three Cheese new True Strains lineup of cannabis vapes and gummies tailored for specific effects. And the best part? It's delivered straight to your door. Visit 3chi.com. That's 3chi.com. And for a limited time, get 20% off with the code BARSTOOL20. In Hutchinson. And now for something completely different. Okay, we now welcome on very special guest, potentially first pick in the NFL draft. It is Aiden Hutchinson from the University of Michigan. He's here with Auto Trader. See the sweatshirt? Love it. Uh, Super Bowl week. You're doing the whole thing. You're doing the car wash. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll try to hopefully ask you some questions that maybe you haven't been asked. Yeah. Um, but maybe one that you have been asked. Which state would you rather live in, Florida or Michigan? Right. So with Florida, you got the no income tax. You got, um, I mean, it's blistering hot in uh, during fall camp. But then Michigan, you kind of got the reverse. You got income tax, but that camp will be smooth. Um, hmm. And there's a lot of benefits to both. That's so, tough. Uh-huh. I mean, that's what's good is I got family in Michigan too, so it's like. But do you want to have the pressure where you got to get tickets every game for them? I mean, the tickets. I, I don't. I can't imagine how many tickets I'm going to need. Yeah, because I got. Although it is the Lions, so I know. Well, hopefully, if I go there, we start winning. Yeah, uh-huh. that, that, that's the plan. That's that's that would be ideal, right there. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, me, are saying that you should do the old Eli Manning and just demand <laughs> if if you get selected before the Lions that you want to go to Detroit. Yeah. And and create them and be the guy that turns Detroit to a win. You and Dan Campbell. That's right. Hand in hand. I bet you'd like playing for Dan Campbell. Actually. Yeah, I'm, I've seen some interviews of him tearing up, and he sounds like he's super passionate about the about the boys over there. It sounds like from what I hear from my agent and stuff like that, the boys are all bought in. Okay. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I mean, they're all they're they're in it. We yeah, they they, love they, Campbell. They fought for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had a guy. We we love Jim Harbaugh. We've yeah. had him on the show a bunch of times. Um. What's your best Harbaugh story or, like, the most quintessential? I feel like Harbaugh probably when, especially this season, he just, like, grabbed you a bunch and, like, you know, like, you know, like <laughs> well, ah, we, you're doing we, this for me. We had a few moments in games where we were just grabbing each other and screaming face-to-face. And, like, there was, there was some clips where we were just going, ah! And it's, like, it's just unbelievable. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, like, the Harbaugh that, that we get is, like – Pre-practice, I, I go out there in our weight room getting just warming up, and he's out there, like, no shirt, khakis on, just ripping squats. <laughs> and that's like – he doesn't give a shit, like, like what you say or what you think. Like, he just – he does his own thing. And, like, that's what I love about him is, like, he has no shame in, like, doing that, just, just ripping squats and khakis and just doing his thing. Yep. And, like, that's, that's Harbaugh and – Hey, if, if you're not with him, you better you better get get out of the way. Yeah. Does he uh, does he text you? A little bit. He's not he's not a big phone guy. Right. He's, just, uh, he's more of you know 
an in-person kind of dude. He uses Excel for everything. That's what we found out about him. Like really? when, he's, when he's writing up, he doesn't use a Word document, doesn't use Google Docs. He types everything into an Excel spreadsheet. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah into a cell and then copies and pastes it. <laughs> It heard- sounds like a Harbaugh thing, though. Yeah. Yes. You know? I've, yes. I've heard one of his favorite moves is uh, the first time that he sees a, a younger player, like with a, a tennis school or something like that, he'll go up to him and be like, hey, you know what the five-finger horseshoe is? Did you ever do that to you? No. And he'll just straight up put it, put five fingers into the guy's ten, take out their entire pack of tobacco and put it in his lip and just walk away. I mean, that sounds like Coach Harbaugh right there. He he does a lot of like stuff that you kind of sit there you're like, oh. Well, okay. I mean, that's that's different, but hey, that's, that's Coach Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I would imagine. I mean, we were very happy for him when you guys beat Ohio State. Um, how long was that? Because you had the Big Ten championship game right, right. after. But yeah. Yeah. how long was that glow? Because I feel like I watched all the the. I I don't like Michigan. I, I I'm, right. I'm a Badger, oh, but yeah. I love Harbaugh. We took out your Badgers this year. But yeah, I mean, we beat you like 500 yeah, times in a row and yeah, beat the yeah, shit out of I you. Know. I'm just like, glad I could go out on a win. Again. Yeah. All right. Okay. But just, just beating their ass at. At the back. Yeah, but uh, let's – I mean, I, I could look up. We like, count how many, 2020. But what about 2019 when we just ran the ball down your throat like I'm, 100 times yes, in a row? Yeah. and that, I mean, That's got to suck. Yeah. 2021. Okay. okay, whatever. All right. So let's so you were disagree. Saying, I was saying, yeah, I was saying I, wa- I, I root for Harbaugh. I want him to do well. So I watched like all the highlight videos from like the, the locker room and right. the smile. Did yeah. he have that smile for like days after? Because – it, it was such a big moment for him. I know it was for the team, but like yeah. so many doubters, you know, I, what would he, who would have been like zero and six or zero and seven? Yeah. So that was everything for him. No, he was he was on a high. I think it, it was. I saw it a little bit after the Ohio State game, but it was mostly after we got the job done in Indy, where it's like you can finally take a breath and you get a little break. And like, I mean, we we walk into some t- team meetings sometimes, and he'd just be like. And we're and we're Big Ten champs, baby. <laughs> and the whole the whole room would just go go crazy and stuff like that. But like, so he was feeling himself for sure. But like, that's like that's a Harbaugh I haven't seen. Yeah. And so being able to see that side of him, where it's like finally we get some freaking glory and we can we can like just have some fun and victory. It was like I'm glad I, I got to see that like for my last year with him. Yeah. Do you actually hate Ohio State? Yeah. No, it's it's real. Just I grew up in Michigan too. You gotta know. I grew yeah. up literally watching Michigan lose to Ohio State every single year. So it's like it was deep. And your dad was a captain, right, of Michigan I, yeah, football. My, my dad was a captain back in the '90s, and he never lost to Ohio State. He was four zero and one. He tied them once, but um, and he won five Big Big Ten championships two in a row. And uh, I mean, I'm just glad I could finally beat OSU and get my get a ring of my own. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think you could beat up your dad? Now, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what age was that? I imagine. See, so, so we, we we would always arm wrestle a little bit. I think when I turned uh, eighteen, we I we finally uh, we <laughs> we were arm wrestling, and he and he screwed up his elbow, and um, I think that was the the point where I was like, I think I can finally get your ass a little bit, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, man <laughs> yeah. of the house. Yeah, that's got to be a tough pill to swallow if you're your dad, like. You're, uh, you know, like you said, Michigan captain, a legend. Right. You like to think that you're always going to be able to dominate your son. Oh, 100%. It happens to all of us, man. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, but you still got that dad strength, though. Yeah. You can't sleep on the dad strength. No, well, dad strength for real. What See, about- so I don't I don't know his true potential in, in terms of dad strength because, you know, 
He just he just keeps it you know, right. You know if you were in, if you were in danger, yeah, he would right. be able to. He would yeah. turn yes, right. Dad mode, and, you know. It's kind of a catch twenty two situation because yeah, if you were in danger, he could activate the dad strength, but right. then he couldn't use that dad strength to hurt you. That's right. You know, so you always kind of have one up on him. That's if right. you punch yourself, yeah, and he'll stop you by like, knocking then, you yeah, out. Yeah, he'll be like, "Hey, dude, <laughs> stop right. hitting my son." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Um, well, Big Cat is a dad. Uh, yeah. Do you think that you could escape this room right now? Like if all of us, it's me, Bubba, Hank, Billy, Big Cat. Yeah, all if of we us. Told you, that's a lot of bodies. If right we told there. you you can't fucking leave, yeah, <laughs> you think you could take it? Sponsored by Auto Trader. Yeah, the, the drive by Auto Trader. Drive with Auto Trader right here. I I might be able to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you'd probably take us. I, I'm pretty confident. I'd, I'd just lay down. I don't know. I don't know. I'd if you guys devise bump. a plan with the yeah. legs, yeah. arms. Yeah. That would be us coordinating it, it. We probably wouldn't work. Like that's that's right. Like if we probably, could actually have a, a plan together. Now one by then one, you know, maybe Billy would go war mode and our plan would be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he would do the old uh, the Leroy Jenkins thing. Yeah, that's, that's right. I that's got right. this boy. I'd, I'd be like, okay, I'm I'm gonna grab a sweatshirt and pull the hockey sweater over him. <laughs> Hank, you take one. Yeah. Bubba, you take the other. Big cat, you bear hug him, and b- then Billy just like Leroy. runs directly at yeah. you and gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so I, I'm very curious about this. So this season was incredible for you. Yeah. Going into this season, where what were the conversations about where you would potentially be in, a, in the draft? So my junior year, uh, it was my, the third game I broke my ankle, and um, we were only we only played six games that year. So right. I kind of had a decision to make, and they had projected me uh, 30 to 75. So that's late first, anywhere to the early third. And um, that was kind of what I was looking at, and I knew I know my potential, and I knew it, so um, I knew I could I, I could you know be a top guy, but like just kind of how how the car my cards fell my junior year, I wasn't able to show it. So the, my my senior year, we come, I get a new coordinator, and he kind of opens my role up. He gives me a ton of freedom to just go out and and do my thing. And I knew preseason, I was like. I just feel like I, I can. I'm about to just explode once I get on that field, just because he he's letting me do really not whatever I want, but you know if I go and make a mistake, like it's not it's not the end of the world. He knows you know what kind of player I am, and I'm going to make up for it, and you know all that stuff. So so did, was there a moment where you like was there a specific moment you can remember where you read a draft, a mock draft, or you saw something where it's like oh now now they're talking about me top ten right yeah it was. Uh, I think it was after the Washington game. They had a good tackle, and I had like two and a half sack game, and it was kind of my first game that was like it was a it was a question like how was Eddie going to do against Washington their tackles, and I went and had a game, and I think that that was when I first started seeing like you know the first round like top ten stuff, and then start seeing I'm going to the Lions. And I'm like, oh, sh- this, this, is, this is crazy. Okay, know? so now this is a very human moment and I'm sure it happened to you and you shouldn't feel ashamed about it. Did you then go look up like what the difference between like the 30th pick and the fifth pick about money money. Oh, I I've already, I've already known about that. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's gotta be cool. To be I mean, like, it's oh, wait, insane. They're putting yeah. me at five now and that's all right. So looking at the numbers, okay. it's insane. Like dudes, like when they say a first round pick, like, I mean, that can, that's a difference of like from, from first to 30 or 32. It's like, Thirty million dollars, yeah, in sign. You're probably like twenty million in signing bonus. So it's like, it's a big disparity, and yeah. um, you know, just to be in this conversation of being on top is is really cool. Yeah, who do you model yourself after? If you're looking at somebody that's playing football right now or has played within the last five years, is there a pro that you're like, I want to be like that? Guy? Yeah, no, I watch a lot of NFL film, and I kind of like taking bits of pieces. I watch a lot of TJ. I mean, TJ is an absolute baller, and um, I watch the Boses. Um, 
those those three are really uh, are guys who I who I watch and I you know try to take little little things to add in my game and make it my own style. Other high motor guys. Um, yeah, gritty guys. Grit. Yeah, no. I'm, sounds like you like. I mean, I've, yeah, yeah. I, I saw oh, you yeah, on yeah. Uh, on Chris Long's show too. Yeah, no, Chris Long. Yeah, he's a, he's a great. And guy. you guys were getting like a little bit nerdy with it with the uh, like the the real in depth discussion about technique and That's stuff. That's right. Yeah, we, so, yeah, we were getting a little football. Yeah, so you, I, I heard on that that you, you know, when you were playing for your old coordinator, who we love, by the way. Yeah. I mean, guys being dudes, like he's he's the guy. Oh, that, yeah, oh you're yeah. Either a guy or a dude, right? Yeah. When did you become a dude? I think when I was a uh, – he officially said it to me, I think more transitioning to when I was a junior. This is Don Brown, yeah, the former. Don Beasy. Yeah. Don Beasy. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think he said it to me, and that's that's like the ultimate uh, – <laughs> it's the ultimate like sign of like you made it. You've been yeah. knighted like, at that point. Like, yeah, yeah, you're knighted to a dude. <laughs> and, uh, no, he's he was hilarious in those meetings, though, and he was an old man who freaking got after it and got after us. And stuff yeah, like that. But, solve yeah. The, solve all your problems with aggression. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That was my that was favorite Dom clip. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah, he's he's a he's a funny dude. Do yeah. you want? We want to help you. So, do you want to address uh, the quote unquote weaknesses in your game that are going to be talked about? Um. So I think I have them in front of me. If you want me to go. With them. <laughs> You don't have to go through them. Well, how's your hip flexibility? <laughs> I got great hip flexibility. Don't, don't listen to them. <laughs> who, who, are you, who are you talking to? I'm reading right now. It says Hutchinson has displayed limited hip flexibility. I'm going to ask. Yeah, yeah. So we I'm need to ask. Like, how, would you, how would you say Steven your Shea. flexibility feels? Look, man, I feel extremely flexible in my hips. Okay. And despite whoever that is, mm-hmm. whatever they say, um, I mean, if they see it, I, I guess they got the right to their own opinion. So... I, the other one that I like, I don't even really understand. They said that uh, you're gonna you're gonna need to adjust to the snap counts in the NFL because they're not as simple. Do you have snap count problems? I was, I mean, I was jumping the snap count a lot in college. Right, mm-hmm. you can't do that in the pros. You can't. Aaron Rodgers likes to cheat. That's right. Yeah. Do you uh, do you freelance too much? Ooh. Was <laughs> that a weakness? No, I just no, made that no, up for no, asking. No, oh, oh. It's just asking. something that you. Oh, no, I really don't freelance that helping. much. Which, see, which, I'll, I'll I'll counter. Or I'll take a B gap like. Once, probably twice a game, if not. So I'm not a big freelancer, but I just knowing in my head that I I got a little freedom is uh, keeps me at ease. Because you're gonna ask these, you're gonna get asked these questions at the combine. Percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are like some a, other? Qu- are you a cat or a dog? Yes. Yeah. Cat or dog. Oh no. This is the this easiest is question. I, I, this like, is already a failure. I'm oh, just no. saying though. If I say I'm a dog, I mean that's. Yeah. It's yeah. an easy question. It's, yeah, pretty, it's too easy. This is like the baseline question. I'm trying to be more complex about oh, it. Oh, maybe you go with like I'm actually a lion. Maybe that's a cat. If it's if it's with yeah. Dan Campbell, you yeah. say it's a lion. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. And they're like, wait, I'm not. Or a are lion. you a jaguar? <laughs> they're both. Well, that's both a cat. Cats. Yeah, I know. Are, well, there are no dogs. There are no dogs in there. Right. Are you a see, cat or see a dog? now you guys got me. Uh-huh. No, I don't know. What yeah. would you say is uh, like a lion versus a jaguar? Who wins in a fight? I feel like a lion, right? King of the jungle. Yeah, no. yeah, they're way bigger. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. you what's your favorite the jungle? What's your favorite yeah. movie that has a character named Simba? Hmm. <sighs> a lot. I mean, Lion King is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, Lion King. But you really love lions, so, huh? So you think a jaguar? No, wait. A lion beats a jaguar. But what if like a giant walked in? I mean, what kind of? How big is this giant? He's big. He's blue. He's big. He's a big he's, giant. He's a, he's a big blue giant. Yeah, 
I feel like the Giant will win. Oh, interesting. Right? But then last second. But how giant finish, is the Giant? A jet comes and crashes into the Giant. <laughs> Who survives that crash? Well, I'm assuming the Giant is not from this planet. Right. So I would assume that he would survive a plane crash. Okay. So the Giants. Yes. The Giant also pays a lot of money in taxes, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would assume so. A ton right? of money. Yes. A lot. Way too much money. But the Giant actually has to move to Florida for seven months out of the year so he doesn't get taxed like he lives in. Oh, actually, at um, if you're so when you go to the combine, yeah. if you do, because what do the Giants have the third pick or fourth pick? Maybe they've got fourth. two. Of, no, they have the fifth. They have the fifth. The Jets have the fourth. Okay, who's got the third? Texans. No. Texans. Yeah, Texans. All right. So if you do get to talk to Brian Dable, we've had him on. Yeah. He loves these nuts jokes. You really? Try to hit him with one. Mm. Yeah. Really? Because he actually, he absolutely wouldn't expect it in that setting. Did you go out on a limb and and you hit him with one? We tried to. Josh Allen told us to try to do it. Oh, that's that's All he does is talk about him. But if you did that in the combine setting, like he, I think his guard would be down. Mm -hmm. You could get him. How about this? That that, that would be a power move. Here's what you do. That'd be a power move. Here's what you do. You go and you say, hey, I'm Aiden. He goes, Aiden. And you go, yeah. Uh, Aiden Nuts look pretty big, huh? (laughs) That's right. That'd be a power move. Oh man! Yeah, he would love you forever. He would, and I could tell you like would they would... trade? Would they trade up? Maybe. Yeah, I think I think you you could legitimately make yourself like three million dollars <laughs> if you hit Brian Dable with a well executed D's nuts. He would he would you. think of it every day, like when he looks at the draft board. He's like, but God can hutch this guy gets it good. Yeah, gets it. This guy gets it. He just gets it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start formulating some stuff in my head. I'm telling you, it would it would be incredible if you yeah. did it, if you pulled that off. Um. All right, so I had one last question. Yeah. Uh, what what was the like walking away from the semifinal game? It obviously didn't go your guys' way. Right. Michigan had a great season, but what like was Georgia really that good? Because I, you know, I'm just curious from a, an opponent's standpoint. They win the national title. Yeah. Talk about how unbelievable they were. Yeah. Did you? Could you feel it? Um, I think uh, schematically they 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 were better than us. Um, I think they got us into some situations that that um, you know not that we didn't expect, but that we got to be that we got to be better and execute our own game plan. But in terms of uh, you know, I, I, it just felt like another football team. You know, everyone yeah. wants to say SEC versus Big Ten, but like it was a, it was a good old line. I mean, they're they're big dudes, but every old line, it's like Wisconsin's old line got some yeah big, big ass dudes, and yeah. it's like it doesn't really matter. I don't know. I mean, they were good. It's just like. You know, I, I felt that they they really they took me out of that game. Props to them because I think they, they schematically uh, made the game and took me out of it. And um, you know, and uh, you know, they they got us and it hurt. But what about you know. your old line? Did did they regret doing that walk in? Because that was that was tough. Yeah, I know, that I was know. Tough. Run the damn ball. Yeah, it looked a little bit better. But see the that. the thing the thing with Georgia's defense, they were. They were built to to stop like gap gap scheme run plays and like that's a lot of our offense had those gap scheme counters power stuff like that and um, you know I mean with the big dogs in the middle yeah I mean that's like their defense was so talented and and I mean how do you beat them I mean Bama showed you got to spread them out you got to you know fast tempo get those guys tired and um, yeah so I think they matched up very well against us. Yeah, in, I mean, the that, crazy thing about Georgia is even their big guys are super fast. Right. So you can spread them out a little bit. Yeah. And you can make them tired, but it's going to take a while. Hundred percent. For them to get worn yeah. down. You just it was tough because you ran into like 
in my opinion, one of the best defenses in the history of college football. 100%, yeah. Uh, but not to take away from the season you guys had because it was amazing. Yeah. And I just want to ask you real quick about going into that week against Ohio State. Um, like, what was what was the, the tone like? How intense was it around practice? Was it one of those atmospheres where, like, everyone's a little bit on edge? Right. Or were you guys, like, enthusiastic, happy, carefree? What was that like? Um, You know – Coach Harbaugh renamed our nine-on-seven drill to uh, beat the beat Ohio drill uh, during spring ball because he felt like we needed to put more of an emphasis on it. So uh, when we were hitting the beat Ohio drill on on Ohio State week, mm-hmm. um, that's when it, that's when it got pretty real. And um, you know that's when I mean we knew I mean we, we've been we've been preparing for those for those guys since since January. So um, you know th- there wasn't too much of a difference because you know I mean we were all. Like no one was satisfied with any win because we all just wanted to beat yeah. the freaking Bucks. Like that was that was the last thing we all wanted to do. See, that's and, interesting. Uh, we did it. I, I think it's 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 kind of something that I had thought at times. I know other people had, but it's like your your team was built to win one football game. Right. That's against Ohio State, and it's built under the assumption that if we're able to beat Ohio State, then the rest we can take. Hundred percent. That, yeah. that was that but was the gonna, mindset because yeah. Ohio State was always you know the top dog, and if we you know if we exactly literally word for word if we were if we're built to beat Ohio State, I mean who's going to be able to beat us? But obviously Georgia, you know, mm-hmm. great football I'd, team. I'd imagine Ricks was pretty sick that night. <laughs> Skeeps was pretty crazy. Skeeps, it was crazy. I mean Ricks, I like Ricks because I, I've been to Ricks a couple times and yeah. it's like there's always at least like two inches of water. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's <laughs> a classic college bar. I know. I know. It, it was Ann Arbor was freaking crazy that night. Yeah. And um, no, it was uh, it was great though. Yeah. It was uh, it was real cool. All right. Well, good luck. Um, you probably owe us a little money off your signing bonus. We can talk about that later. Um, about yeah, good luck. Well, if you get drafted by the Giants, you definitely own us. It's going to work if you do I, it. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm saying it at the combine. I'm, I'm doing yeah. it. Yep. He, he will – it will absolutely land. Like, he – he when we did it to him, he was, like, so happy that we were even bringing it up. So, okay. all right. yeah. Um, all right. But, yeah, best of luck at the combine, draft, all that stuff. Um, always welcome back on. Yeah. So, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Okay, let's wrap up the show. We're going to do a little guys on college. We're back in Madison. Uh, higher education. Higher education. That's right. That's what we call it. Guys on college We'll also have a great show on Friday. We got to have uh, one of our favorite recurring guests. We're going to be in Indy for the combine. So get ready for that. Higher education. What's up, fellas? Sup, Sup fellas? Sup. I'm currently a sophomore in college, which means my whole first year was remote due to COVID, and something I've figured out is remote basically means you don't have to do anything. Yep, yep true. Well, problem is now that I ha- actually have in-person classes, I just don't go because I'm too used to smoking weed and playing video games. Mm. So I was just wondering if I can graduate without going to class for the rest of my college career. Thanks, boys. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, you sure can. It's called being an English major. Yeah. I, it's pretty simple, I, the, actually. The tip, I, I assume he's at a bigger college because you can't pull it off at at like a smaller liberal arts school. But the the tip I always give is I would either read the book or go to class. One or the other. You pick one or the other and you'll be fine. I would either go, like if I didn't want to read the book, I'd go to every single class. If I didn't feel like going to class, I'd read every single book on the list. Because they basically give you all the answers in college. You just got to either read the book or go to class. Yeah, I would say that um, the point of college, unless you're studying to become a doctor that's pretty much it. Just only if you're going to be a doctor and actually work on people's bodies. The point of going to college is to have a good time 
and to walk out of there in four years with a piece of paper saying that you graduated. That's it. Whatever way you can take to get there, go for it. I'm going to take a wild guess. Say this guy's not going to be a doctor. Probably not. Yeah. No offense, bro. But I'm saying like you can college. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) The point for me, at least going to college was just to have a good time. Yeah. And then once I would graduate, then I would get a job and maybe that piece of paper would help me get a better job. Yeah. But seriously, just read the book. Every every professor, you got to remember, every professor you ever had has been doing the same thing because they're lazy. So they've been doing the same lesson plan for like probably 20 years if they have tenure and everything. So they don't change anything. And they basically make it so that if you read the book, you'll have all the answers. Or if you listen to them drone on in class, you'll have all the answers. I'm also a big fan of just the grind set in general, the grind set mentality, which is like just sometimes you learn more by cheating. And learning mm. how to pass that way, then you would actually learn from yeah, reading well, the book itself. Well, if you cheat, you can just tell yourself, I'm not really book smarts. I'm street smarts. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be in the mafia. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Where, and <laughs> then Hank's, Hank's, Hank's dapping mm-hmm. himself up. Then like <laughs> on your LinkedIn profile, you can be like, education, school of hard knocks. Yeah, exactly. I was wondering if any of y'all had any funny experiences taking an exam, going to class, drunk or high. Mm. I asked because last Friday I started drinking on the early side completely forgetting I had an online test to take by midnight. I remembered the test a few hours later and then went back home to take the test while fucked up, and I'm pretty sure I bombed it. Have you guys ever had a similar situation, and how did it end up? Yeah, I, um, I'm trying to think of which one to tell, because there are two. One time, one time I went to school, uh, went, to, went to class when I was accidentally way, way, way too drunk. I drank a lot of beer, and it was an hour and from the 15. From the morning after or no, during the day? I accidentally got day drunk. <laughs> And uh, that can happen. It can happen. It was. I, we were walking up State Street in Madison today, and I turned to Hank. I was like, "This is the type of day because it's like forty-five degrees in Madison right now." I was like, "This is the type of day I would just at noon. I'd just start getting fucking blacked out." Yeah, on a it, Tuesday, it's a perfect day drinking. Yes, day. I may have had a spotted cow also at like ten thirty this morning. Hell just yes. one, when in Rome. Uh, but I so I, I had a little bit too much to drink before class. It was a Spanish class, and I forgot how to speak Spanish because mm. I was so drunk. And you're like Peter Griffin when he played the piano. It was a disaster. It was like an abject disaster. And then after the class was over, I'm sure you knew that I was drunk. I got up to leave and um, I've never had to pee so bad in my entire life that I couldn't actually walk. Yeah. I was like leaning against the lockers, (laughs) walking down the hallway because I couldn't do a full walk because if my bladder stretched out that far, I was just going to piss myself. No joke. I was like falling down from having to pee, not because I was drunk. There's nothing worse than the pee that you have after you've broken the seal and you keep drinking Mm -hmm. because you like once you break the seal, you have to pee every like 30 minutes. And Mm -hmm. if you stop, you it does feel like you're going to die. It starts expanding so much. And then. There was this, the person I was paired up with uh, for a group project in that class, after we walked out, I was like, do you think the professor knew I was drunk? And she was like, "Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Everybody (laughs) knew that you were drunk. (laughs) I was never drunk or high for for a test. I had more class than that. No, I just, I, my other trick was I would just make sure that I, I don't think, I think after my freshman year, I never had a class on Fridays. That's smart. I made sure to like it would be like, oh, this class is interesting. Oh, it's on Fridays. Never mind. Mm-hmm. So that's how you that's how you shape America's future. Mm-hmm. They should they really shouldn't have classes on. Fridays. Yeah, it was I, I remember vividly passing on a few classes that looked very interesting. Mm-hmm. But I was like up oh, Friday at noon. That's that's a no go. That's a no fly zone. I, I tried one semester to get every single class on Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, I had nothing but classes back to back. And then I realized after trying it on the first Tuesday of school that I actually physically couldn't get around campus fast enough to mm-hmm. get into every building necessary for those classes. But the only reason 
was like, can you imagine just having a four day weekend every yeah, weekend? It's incredible. I had to redo everything and kind of change my mindset after that. <laughs> Hello, Big Cat, PFT, Hank, Jake, Bubba, and William. I'm going on my first spring break trip next week and wanted to know if you guys had any advice to make it a good time. Yeah. Um, I. Oh, go ahead. Go to like an arts and crafts store or a party supply store and get every single color wristband that you can possibly get. That way you can get into any hotel, any resort that you're going to. I don't know if you're going to like a beach area where it's all inclusive or if it's like a spring break destination, but they will keep people out if you don't have the right color wristband to get in showing that you're actually living there for the week. Um, also the clubs, they have different color wristbands. Just stock up on wristbands. And if you put, even if you put like six or seven of them on your wrist to start the week, if you just walk into a place confidently with a bunch of wristbands, the bouncer's not going to like, like file through your wristbands yeah. to see if they can find the right exact one. That's true. Um, I was going to say, just, just go with it. Like, don't say I'm tr- I, no means no still, but say yes to everything. That's what I would say. Say yes to everything. Like, because there will be time, like, hey, should we go do this? Should we go drink? Should we go do, like, should we take a road? Like, yes, 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 yes to everything. But no means no. All right, a couple more. Uh, What was each of your majors and did you ever switch? For me, I was a finance major and once did so bad on a test that the teacher, also my advisor, didn't hand back my test results, but instead gave me the change major form to marketing with all the signatures needed already except my (laughs) own. Hmm. Go bonus. Hmm. That's pretty nice. I was history and poli sci, and my history, I you switched or you were both? no, I d- double, no big deal. Um, but uh, no, well, because my history, I I I found a loophole that like in every big school has this. I did a honors history whole thing where I had like to write a thesis, and everything, but I found a professor who was like my mentor, and he was pretty much dead. He was so old. I don't think he read a word of what I wrote. He never made me come to do anything. Like it was incredible. He just was like, "You're a nice kid." A A A. It was that's find the oldest professor on campus and have him be your mentor. That's a little life hack for you. Yeah, because he's probably going to die Get very it. soon. He doesn't care about reading, and they always like they like it when the young kids. <laughs> no, look I'm serious. The guy was so old. He was like 90 years old. I, I'm pretty sure it was like illegal for him to still be a professor. I, I like to imagine that there's an alternate universe in which Big Cat does a political podcast with like with like the Johns, the Pod I, Save America well, Johns and Dan. Well, what I said was what I said was Dan, it would be the his, Dans and yeah, the Johns, the Dans and the Johns. <laughs> History poli sci is essentially the 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 majors of I was thinking about maybe going to law school at some point. Yeah, and then was like I'm too dumb what, for that. What that is is like a kid being like lawyers make a lot of money. Yeah, like oh uh, I don't know, and Start, then I was like wait I don't want to be a lawyer. Send this me down the money street. Fuck that. Um, I I ended up being an English lit major. And uh, the reason why I kind of backed my way into that was after two and a half semesters, so halfway through my junior year, my advisor called me into her office for a meeting and she goes, hey, you still haven't declared a major yet. What's going on here? I was like, well, I don't really know what I want to do. And then she made me just write down a list of professions that I wanted to be and they were all over the map. I think I I had like, uh, I would like to be a cartoonist. I'd like to be a police officer. I'd like to be a gym teacher. How old were you? I'd like to be a writer. (laughs) Yeah, no, basically I was a construction worker. Uh, but so she sat me down and she just said, well, I, you have no idea what you want to do. I don't know what you want to do. Let's look at the classes that you've already taken. And it just so happened that I had taken enough classes to put me on kind of a track to be an English that, major. That was similar for my, uh, my history part was, yeah. it was like, I got to like halfway through college. You're like, Hey, if you just do one extra class yeah. with this dead professor, you can be a history <laughs> major too. And also she goes, 
uh, the nice part about this one is you only have to take one math class. And I was like, sold. I guess I'm an English I don't major. Think it's okay. <laughs> My math class was maybe the funniest <laughs> class ever because it was it was the same question the entire semester. The question was, okay, this pond has 10,000 fish in it. They die at a rate of 15% a year, but they reproduce at a rate of 30% per year. How many fish will be in the pond after three years? And so he would just do that question, but just have different types of animals. Percentage? Oh, just, animals, yeah. Okay. And yeah. He would just switch the animals up. Like Damn. there are 20,000 antelopes on the prairie. What's the answer? I have no idea. I forgot how to do it. Jake, you got it. All right. Thank you. I need to know the fish answer. Hi, Hog Cat, P.F. Cheeks, and Henry Lock God. Have I become a nerd if I was the first person to finish my dynamics exam yesterday, or am I just that dumb? I airballed two threes in my intramural game last week, but was blaming it on the stress fractures in my foot. Now I'm wondering if it's because I've turned nerd. Love the content as always. Thanks, guys. That Okay. No, you're not a nerd. There's nothing better than finishing first. I've had that a couple times in college where, and then especially you, you give the, like you finish first and then you turn it in and you just give like a little, man, that was easy as you walk out, I even would, though you probably sucked. No, I always feel like if yeah. I finished first, I fucked something up. Yeah, I know, but the, can't I, be that yeah, no, you yeah. fucked it up, but, but to give it, to put it into everyone else's heads where you're like, damn, was that, was that as easy as you thought it was? What is a dynamics test? Um, sounds like robots. Yeah. You're a robot guy. We're so dumb we can't even tell you what major you are if you give us, like, clues, context clues. Have you ever thought, like, about with your kids you're going to have to teach them math at some point? And yeah, have you no, looked I'm at not. what math? No, no. I don't I, know I math. am not. I no, don't do I, math. I, I am not going to be teaching them math. That's what a tutor is for. I'm very bad at math. math. There will be – I've actually thought about this. I think I think confidently I can say sixth grade is when that my son will be better at math than me. Yep. I, I would even say, like, when is the times tables? Third grade? I can do times tables. Times tables. Yeah, yeah. But then if you've ever gone back and looked at a high school textbook for math when it's trigonometry, I was a fucking genius when I was 16 to understand that shit. I don't get it. I can't do anything with that yeah, now. No, I, I, it goes right over my head. I think you said you said 10,000 a year, die 15%, reproduce at 30. Mm-hmm. I think that's an additional 1,500 per year. Okay, so, so now they're... 15- wait, but do they die before they reproduce? <laughs> That's that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Because that changes everything. Or do they reproduce before they die? That would have been a great question to ask to be like the biggest asshole in the class. Be like, actually, your question's wrong, yeah. professor. Because the mating cycles yeah. show that they reproduce first I mean, and then the 15 Maybe it was just a critical up. thinking class the entire time and he was waiting for somebody to ask him that question. Yeah. Nobody ever did. Yeah. All right. You got one more? <laughs> Two more? I got. Yeah. I do have one more. Okay. Okay. Uh, both very douchey. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You choose. The douchier. <laughs> All right. What's going on, PMT crew? Oh, no. Within our fraternity, we created a basketball league. Everyone plays each other in the regular season for seeding and in the playoffs. Naked. Play to a target score of 45 each game. Last night in 45. The, last night in the second round of regular season games, the Kremlin were facing off against the Ugly Tuna Saluna Big Kahunas. <laughs> the Kahunas were leading 43-40 when they forced a turnover and had a 2-1-1 fast break. It sounds like a David Spade movie. The <laughs> captain of the Kremlin, Paul, dumb name, I don't know if he's talking about the Kremlin or Paul, Paul, decided to full-on spear tackle the guy with the ball, then stormed off the court when everyone yelled at him. He proceeded to go full Bobby Knight and throw things like his shoes and water bottle <laughs> on the court. How should we punish these unjust actions? 
I don't. I think that guy rules. Paul sounds <laughs> That's like, funny. Honestly, Paul sounds like he's Shane from Love Is Blind season two, which we need to do a recap. <laughs> yes, of. Yes. Yes. No uh, spoilers. I. I don't think the fact that he went and had a temper tantrum. At, like if he had just tackled him. I think that's bullshit, and everyone knows the guy who like just point. You know, when you're playing pickup and there's it's point game, and they just foul just constantly. That sucks. But the fact that he went full Bobby Knight and started throwing his clothes and everything, I think he's kind of awesome. I think that Paul's the only sane one in the fraternity yeah. because you're playing a tournament of games, and it's up to forty five points to win. Paul Paul was just the first person to rightly point out like this whole situation is fucked. Yeah, I'm on Paul's side. Yeah. All right, last question. No sanctions for Paul. No. What's an ideal body sa- count? You know for what we're sanctioning? <laughs> <laughs> oh Wait, God. what was it? What's uh, an ideal body count for a senior in college? I like great, that guy because he listens to this show and he's like, they got to give Billy some more airtime. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a real star. <laughs> that guy's, yeah. Yeah, he's like, dude, Billy's been making a lot of sense. <laughs> ideal body count for a senior in college. <laughs> Jesus. Um, All right, let's do numbers. Zero. Oh, you know what? Here, here. We'll, zero. Well, no, we'll have your answer for you in one second. Tim Tebow was well, a virgin, yeah. and he won the Heisman Trophy. No, we'll have your answer for you. Everyone guess. What's an ideal body count? 25. 17. Uh, I'm going to say 22. I'm going to say one. Okay, one. We got? Bubba. No, we are. CSX. 52. If you don't fuck 52 Ooh, chicks. Eighth timer, new record. Whoa! <laughs> 52. If you don't 52, fucking 52 chicks 52 your senior year, slut. you're a fucking... Like, you didn't even go to college, bro. Or wait. You what, didn't even go to college. Was it talking about fucking or killing? No, both. The Aaron Hernandez hat trick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what if this was Ted Bundy who just wrote in? Um, Love yeah. you guys. Love yeah, you guys. 52. Does Billy have an animal fact for us? I have a baseball update as of two minutes ago, 4 p.m. Eastern. John Heyman, players are expected to vote no on the, quote, best and final MLB proposal. Bam. Okay. Hang on. I'm going to Google animal fact for We'll Billy. update this at the beginning of the show. Yeah. <laughs> animal fact. Did you know that elephants hold grudges? I think he's yes. definitely done that before. Yes. <laughs> Love you guys. Well, I just heard him talking away. Oh, oh. 